Welcome, everybody. It was a very rainy day here over in Podcastlandia. In Seattle. Uh, I'm your host, Andy. And, uh, oh, this is the Broken Campfire Podcast. A podcast oh. hosted not just by me, but by four of my very good friends, John, Flash, Greg, and Vito, who are How all here today. Oh, it's nice to be here. Yeah, I didn't Thank see you guys you there. for hey, being here, everybody. You know, the uh, rain is kind of blocking uh, our sight. Well, that's what I'm saying. How are we at a campfire if it's raining? It's, well, it's gorgeous it's over here. I don't know what you guys are talking yeah, about. Yeah, oh, it's nice. It's, it's nice out. Campfire. Y'all, y'all are always asking these questions like, why isn't the campfire working? And, well, I just have to say, look at the podcast name. The name on the bin. Bro. I just look at the name on the check, man. All right, you got me. <laughs> so that podcast name is actually useful for several reasons. It doesn't just describe who we are. It also describes how to contact us on either the Twitter at Broken Campfire uh, or the Gmail, brokencampfire at gmail.com. It also describes exactly where you go on YouTube to find uh, Flask's um, really nice curated uh, digestible bits of some of our uh, more enlightened moments on the pod. So if you haven't yet checked that out, do so. Tell your friends about it. Uh, and hey, I already told you where you can contact us. Why don't you let us know what kind of content that you like, and um, we'll what? adapt. You know, we're we're evolutionary organisms here. You know what I mean? We're gonna survival of the fittest, Charles Charles Darwin style. I'm not changing anything. Do you like wet All content? Right. You like wet content? That was really uh, smooth, this... Andy. I really like. I liked that whole thing. Thank you. Was I supposed to segue into that? For wet no. content, wet oh, yeah, thank goodness. I, I was like, I, I don't was, think any of my content's wet. I, I'm biting my, I'm biting my tongue because there's so many places we can take that joke. But I'd rather just go straight into talking to Greg about Hello. what you've been doing in the last week or so. I know a little bit, but maybe I don't know well, all of it. That's right, you don't know all of it. First, my one piece update for the fans. I'm on episode 555. Yes. yes. Just so everyone knows that I know everyone was biting at the jaw for the next episode to find out where I am. Uh, Five fifty-five is a beautiful number. I know, man. I'm almost, I'm 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 blowing past people. You well, said nine nine fifty-five. Nah, five yep. fifty-five. Oh, All fives, Jesus. baby. All fives. All fives. It's been a good ride so far. I've enjoyed it. Um, for game wise, uh, I played more of that multiverses that I we only played 16 minutes of uh, last week. I, oh, sweet. I watched you a little bit. I oh, now have I now have three hours and 16 minutes in the game, so I've added three hours full play time. You play a mean, uh, uh, mean fin. I play. Oh, let me just fin? say, I play a devilish fin. I think he would be he if he is my main. I can't get. I bought Tom and Jerry. Uh, they cost like three thousand coins, and it took me a fucking forever. I feel like to get them, uh, but I got them, and I just suck with them. So I just <laughs> go back to Finn, and I just beat the shit it's, out of people. It's a uh, Tom and Jerry, or is it like Ice? Uh, the Ice guys from Super Smash Brothers, like they're both both together. Yeah, they're like, the, they're like yeah, it's like Ice, ice climbers. climbers. Oh, like that's cool. I like that. Does that's Tom fastball special Jerry at people? Uh, yeah, so it starts you out with three characters we talked about. I bought uh, him. I bought Tom and Jerry. Uh, I have like almost enough coins. I'm going to probably buy Shaggy next and uh, unlock my Ultra Instinct abilities. Sick. Nice. 
But it is fun, dude. Once you realize the game, we had no idea what the fuck say, was going last on week, in the game. Y'all were uh, so uh, you, you you guys were honest that you hadn't played it much, but y'all were yeah. Were some negative Nancy's, I'll say. Uh, we're all dumb morons, and we didn't know. We need to play the tutorial to know how to actually play the game. We need to stop <laughs> doing that. You guys <laughs> gotta make an account. I gotta play the so tutorial. So I found out. So no I so I went back and I started the tutorial. I was like, all right, let me see what's going on. So I found out, like, Finn, for example, uh, the money that's, like, shooting all over the place, I'm supposed to collect that, and I, as I collect it, I can buy stuff, I can pick stuff up from my backpack, like, I can get a speed booth, I can get armor, I can get a, a BMO, I can get BMO, and it does, like, a super move, like, a super defense move or something, and uh, those go to my teammate also, so I, I'm, like, supposed to attack people, collect coin, run away, buy something, and then go back in there. Like, oh, that's uh, very cool. Like utility kind of guy. Yeah. Like um, Minecraft Steve. There's the uh, Wonder Woman. She has a shield on that uh, she can activate. Uh, and it puts basically like a shield on you. I think Steven Universe has that also, or from what I saw. Um, and then, yeah, like basically everyone has their own uh, special gimmick uh, that they have. And we had no idea what that we weren't using any of them. Uh, that game is definitely made uh, to be like two players, like two v two. I don't feel. I feel like the free for all kind of uh, maybe maybe Wasn't maybe cool. not as great. But That's I was having I, I, I was like having a blast, dude. Dude, yeah. play it again. Let's play it again. I think it's worth it. Would you say I, it's I do more get a little... gimmicky than Smash? Uh, I would say Smash. Uh, Smash is still you know the game. Yeah, but uh. This is like a. I think this is a good game. But they're kind of different niches, right? I mean, yeah, like on, they're, on the yeah, surface, I, of course, I, it's I was, a Smash clone. But yeah, on I, the surface, it's a Smash clone. It. But when you play it, it's not like ah. Uh, I kind of like. I don't really know fully. I really don't play Smash a lot to uh, you know, give like a big difference. But uh, I would say yeah, they're like kind of the same, but also different in some aspect. Okay. But. Hey, I recommend it. I'm having fun, and that's all that matters to me. I, I'm not like you, uh, you crazy whippersnappers. Uh, I, I definitely want to give it another try. I'm a little, I get frustrated you know, with the free play model, where well, like yeah, it took you three hours to unlock you, one character. But as long as you maybe do like the challenge <laughs> and shit, oh god, uh, don't I, I don't know. I probably don't plan on putting any money into this game, but yeah. I am having fun. I think you unlock everything anyway. You gotta, you know, not that I disagree with that, Vito. You know, I'm right there with you. But I think for me, it does help when I contextualize it in my brain as like a weird MOBA fighting game. Um, because the way that like the MOBA freemium model always works is is exactly like that, where you 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 unlock characters as you play. You you earn fake currency that you can use to buy fake characters, and that actually feels kind of like okay in some of those games just because of how mechanically um deep those characters can be so you you really do you know you're not for the most part you're, you're never going to play a character for one game and then want to switch off because one game isn't just enough it, it's just not enough to learn the character if anything you gotta like play like a whole series of games with that character all, all i'm saying is i'm not saying that like i think it's a good design as far as like you know customer preference goes is probably necessary evil with their model but i think that uh so long as the characters are deep i think that it could work 
I think that's a fair take. My my usual move when I get in any fighting game, which is not often, I don't really have the patience for these games, which is why I like to hop in, play a bunch of the characters to feel them out and kind of pick who who then I'm going to decide to really, you know, learn and get into. So it frustrates me a little bit that you can only play with four players, but it's whatever. It's free to play game. That's how it goes, I guess. How it goes. But yeah, I invite you guys to download it. Join me. We could do twos together. It'll be a blast. Hooting, hollering, blast. Never. All right. Oh, I tried. Uh, and Andy, did you want to talk about this or did you want me to talk about this game? You on can my get part? us started. All right. Uh, well, me and Andy played a game together. We played, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Joseph Ferris. Joseph Ferris. Uh, his Joseph first game. Yeah. Uh, a way out. Second. The original. The original game. The, the original game, game that the fuck the Oscars we, um, game, if you will. If we do go into spoilers, I think I'm going to be bunkered. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so, Greg, this was... I had never played this game. I played A Way Out... Or not, sorry. I played It Takes Two last year and loved it with Flask. Um, you have played A Way Out before, like online. Yeah. But recently you'd been talking about wanting to play it again. And I'd never played it, so it just kind of lined up. Um, I stars aligned, I, I got, if you will. It's on EA Plus or whatever they call it, EA Play. So EA I, uh, I, I was able to access it through my Game Pass subscription. And Greg, you don't have Game Pass. Oh, hold on. Well, yeah, story. But I was just gonna uh, say, uh, can I just for use a uh, disclaimer? Uh, fuck EA. I hate EA. Did you? I feel like you explained this whole story last week. I'm pretty sure I did, dude. EA sucked as a company, and I hope they go out of business. Uh, it'll be funny. You're almost exactly quoting the Microsoft support person you talked to too. Oh yeah, (laughs) that was real. Yeah, that's real. That was that was a hundred percent real. Oh my goodness, I couldn't believe that. Um, Um, but yeah, I hate that. The the Microsoft support person that Greg was talking to. to yeah, I, uh, so, uh, I guess I can explain <laughs> it again real quick. You don't have to do the whole thing, uh, but I guess, no, nah, uh, so I've funny. been having issues with my Xbox account, uh, where when I was younger, like, fucking, when I first made it, an EA account was connected, uh, it got deleted for inactivity, but it's still connected to the Xbox, so I, I talked to EA, said, hey, can you disable, or can you just get rid of this off my account? No, it's, uh, deleted, so if you use the email, uh, you'll probably get it back. Oh, I use the same email to make my new account. So probably can't get it. Did you just delete it? No, that's impossible. Sorry. We can't do that. Why not? Oh, we just can't get to it. Sorry. Try Xbox. That was it. That was the end of it. And then I asked Xbox and they said, hey, uh, EA's greedy. We can't do anything about it. So due to all of those technical problems, you downloaded the friend pass. Which yeah, I downloaded worked. the friend pass, which worked, which is awesome. Uh, that friend pass shit, I think it takes two has that also. Uh, that's awesome. That's a great thing. Pretty sure that's how me and Flask played, right? Oh, yeah. I, 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 think, I, I haven't think bought the game. I own the game, right? Yeah. Okay. I think it's how me and Danny played it. Takes two. It so seems anyway, like, yeah, this was my... Uh, go ahead. No, just it seems like connecting accounts causes problems almost 100% of the time. It's... The one of the worst. Like, now you know what's funny me- is technical so things to. My main to do. thing with this, with EA, was I wanted it to play EA games on Game Pass. Like I wanted to play um, 
this originally started when I wanted to play Star Wars. I was like, dude, let me do that. But you needed EA and it didn't work. So I was like, fuck it. I don't really care. And I tried playing like that new Ma the Mass Effect trilogy thing on Game Pass. I wanted to play that. Couldn't play it. Need EA. Uh, so I have Game Pass. I have EA play on my computer. But I can't use the EA play part of Game Pass. Connected to my computer. How crazy is that, dude? It's always so finicky. It's, it's, it's stupid. Yeah. I hate it. So anyway... Anyway, oh, wow. back to prison. The game this that we just introduced and then didn't talk about. This was my first time playing it. Um, I I enjoyed the game for what it is. We we actually played it in one sitting. So take that for what it's worth. It was one straight, sitting, like okay. five to six five hours. hours yeah, yeah, five about five hours. Uh, I don't know what I can say about the game that hasn't already been said. Uh, I felt like the characters were good enough. I felt like the there was a vibe of like stupid eighties action to it that kind of worked to it, but it wasn't overly campy. Maybe it should have even been a little bit deeper into that vibe. Um if you've only played it takes two, you probably know this, but a way out is not nearly as what I wanna say, mature as a game. Uh and maybe that that might not be a fair way to say it because I don't know if it's trying to be a game like it takes two does. It's more of a walking simulator, and most of the interactive gameplay that you have is smashing a button, which I, I really don't like. Um, so I'll be honest, there were parts of the game that had me bored. There were parts of the game that um, I, was, I was annoyed by because I had to just keep slamming a button. Um, overall, though, I had a great experience playing with you, Greg. It was a fun time. I'm glad really you had spoiler fun. thoughts. Uh, uh, I mean, we could talk. I could we could spoil talk without spoilers. We could talk about uh, the Horcruxes and shit. That was funny. Sure. One last thought. Uh, I think that I was able to appreciate this game more having played it takes two than I would have uh, on launch because there were parts of the game I was disappointed by, and then I just kept telling myself like that I know they did it better on their next game. You know what I mean? Interesting. Um, so I. I, I think that going back to it with proper expectation in mind that this was something that people didn't like as much as it takes to, um, but still had its own charm is, is probably the perfect mindset to have when playing it. And you of course, can understand I don't know. that they had the capacity to see their vision to fruition. They just yeah, weren't absolutely. quite able to get there this time. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. And, and, and there's enough of a distinction between like how much it takes two doesn't really try versus how much it or sorry how much a way out doesn't really try to be a, a gamey game versus how much it takes two really knocks out of the park that i do think there's probably a lot of that that's just intentional like maybe they just felt like a walking simulator was the way to go for that game and then they made a real game after that i don't know but the point is like they, they clearly have a style um and they do have quality work that appeals to my tastes when uh, when they want to output it so there there is a bit of that to my play through. That's good. Alright. Um yeah. I, I like I like I thought it was a great off great experience. I don't really have that much to say about it. Because I played it like a few years ago with John. I'm pretty sure John, right? We played it? No, we played it. Alright. Yeah, I I remember. But yeah, in our in our playthrough it was we had a there's some special features in our playthrough that you probably won't see in your playthrough gamer, but 
we had to deal with a series of horcruxes sent by the evil warden John. Yeah, I, I almost got him too. What, what does that um, mean? I heard you guys in the Discord. We kept we kept memeing that every new like antagonist, like minor antagonist or bad guy that we had to fight was a a horcrux of John that was trying to keep us from getting out. <laughs> so, so if you killed them all, violently just... murdering these people, <laughs> yeah. well, and then it you know it turns out you know there's well never mind actually I won't. I was like we can't we can't talk about it. But we can't talk about the happened. final horcrux. Yeah, the final horcrux. Uh, the Harry Potter horcrux. That's the one that that's the one that Let's just say out. I saved the world. I saved the hair. I saved the wizarding world. Or no. Fuck you, yeah. John Demort. Come on, man. John, John was sitting. John there. was sitting Spoiler in his prison alert. office, and he just started screaming violently. Burst into flames. <laughs> yeah, I had fun, I had fun uh, watching you guys play. Was, I mean, yeah, it, it. I don't think it holds a candle to it takes two, but yeah, I agree with that. I feel like I got different types of games though. So it was a lot more fun to just fuck around in that game, like doing all the dumb shit, uh, trying to keep Andy distracted. Like uh, I, I love that every sequence, Greg Greg was playing as the guy who in the story has the plan to get out, and Greg kept talking of his plan, and then we would get to a gameplay sequence where we have to do a thing, and Greg would just be like, Andy, follow me, and Greg would just, for minutes, be doing the repetitive task that the game is telling you to do instead of doing the <laughs> sneaky task that the game wants you to do, and at first I was just following him along because I was like, is something gonna happen? And eventually, I just started like, "All right, I gotta." There, yeah, there Greg was just um, fucking with me. The plan is to get out. <laughs> there's a, the there's an early, here. yeah, there was an. That's what I said. There was an early part. Tar uh, on the roof. Your tar on the roof. And I was like, Andy, just just do this for about three hours. We'll be good. We just started tar on the roof, and Andy's like, "You can what break, the you fuck? can break your broom, and you don't know why you want to break your broom immediately, but you have an option to." And I was like, "Greg, I can break my broom. It feels like that's what I should be doing." And he'd be like yelling at me, Andy, stop. We are tarring the roof. Don't break your fucking broom. Don't fucking ruin the plan. That sounds like that. That sounds like that Kim Peel sketch where the plan is to just get jobs. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, that's basically that's basically it. Like in the cutscenes, Leo, Greg's character would be talking about his plan in cryptic words, and then we would get to the gameplay and Greg would just be like, All right, let's make signs or whatever it is. Yeah, yes. our whole plan was we were gonna make a plane and fly it out of the uh prison. That was my master plan, but oh, uh, the old Wright brothers. Yeah, Andy didn't want to do the workshop bit, so we had to go with something else. D- Andy didn't want to do the workshop bit, meaning Andy didn't want to construct. Andy the didn't want to construct the, the plane workshop. for six day, six years over the span of a few years. Would have been pretty sick, though. It would have been sick. Oh, but yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Oh, I you got in general. Really much- all right, cool. that's all I got in general. I didn't do much this week. All right, sounds good. Flass. Hello. Word word on the round table is that a tail has left a whale and that you may know of its whaleabouts. Yeah, its whaleabouts are undispermined. Uh, That was fucking awful. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, That's pretty good. But the tail is indeed separated from the whale. Uh, And I'll tell it to you now. It starts with... I just want to give a quick shout out to a three-year-old video from a much larger content creator than us. Uh, I don't always fully agree with Doubtful. the. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. I don't always fully agree with the the YouTube reviewer Noah Caldwell Gervais. You guys know him. 
He makes long form yeah. video essays about video games. Uh, but I found his review of Days Gone from 2019 to be to be very insightful and uh, nearly spot on to how I felt about the game, just with a lot more room to be like eloquent and shit. And yet I want to reiterate that I enjoyed playing the game. I certainly wouldn't have finished it if I, if I hadn't enjoyed my time with it. Uh, so yeah, I recommend that review from him. Cool. I saw the movie. Nope. As I said, I would. Oh, I liked it. A flask. Ask me yes. if I want to. Ask me if I want to hear about it. Do you want to hear about the movie? Nope. Nope. Andy, come on, dude. This is his round table. That that was so oh, mean. Right. My bad. Right. My bad. All right. Yeah, I'm just gonna continue like nothing happened. Funny. Yeah, yeah please do. That's probably the best. Uh, yeah. I'm. I'm a, actually immediately looking forward to watching it again because I think I'll definitely get good stuff out of it the second time too. Um, especially because <laughs> I saw it in the drive-in like John did. And one thing about the All drive-in right, is drive-in. that you guys are yeah. silly. I know. I know. Why would why drive when you can just be in? Um, but the, the, the only thing about the drive-in is that, you know, the, the darks of like night scenes are kind of hard to discern things in. So I definitely look forward to watching it on a screen in a dark room where I can get like good, O- good oculars on the the details in night scenes. Do an optical optical pat yeah, down of sure. the movie. Yes. Did absolutely. you see uh, minions in the over uh, on a different screen? Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, no. I didn't see minions. How much but I did of four see... four did you see? <laughs> yeah, I did see one movie over a ways away to my right, and then if I looked over what to the it? left hand, I don't know. I actually couldn't determine mm. what movie that was. But I could also see a movie perfectly framed in the left hand. Like the driver's side uh, rear view mirror. Side mirror, oh, I should say. Oh, that's the Easter egg watch. Yeah, that's the picture in picture. I couldn't yeah, determine what that movie was. backwards either, but... when you're watching it through the mirror, it's right? probably crawdad scene. Yeah. But it's also closer than it appears, so... It's like uh, right there with you. It's like 3D. Yeah, it's in the back seat. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I gotta try out this driving experience. <laughs> Sounds wild. It's a- it's a different thing, you know. It's it's fun. So when you right. drive and then you you park. Why do they call you it a park. drive? And shouldn't they call it a park in? Yeah, Andy, I don't know what's gotten into you tonight, but you're just a nice. rascal tonight. Just, yeah. just cut it out. You're a wild cut man. It, just cut it out now. Anyway, right, I'm, just, uh, I'm just having I'm just having fun. Okay, well, have fun over there. Um, yeah the the uh, the atmosphere. The sound design, the cinematography, all all quite effective. Uh, and it's, I think, a great showing of Peel's attention to connective and thematic detail in his movies. It's kind of a return to form, like Get Out was had a, a great level of that kind of stuff. Um, the whole angle and motivations of the characters, I think, was refreshing for the genre. Also, um, Stephen Ewan's character has one of those perfect secondary character arcs that you just don't see enough of anymore. Uh, yeah, but, I agree. So he's kind of a standout, but also like the rest of the characters are great. Um, yeah, the movie didn't blow me away, and there were a few contrivances, but honestly nothing that broke belief. And 
I'm okay with the movie just being what it was. I think it's very digestible while still being uh, or having details to reflect on hours later. I think there's a lot of stuff to pick up on. So good movie, I would say. I liked it better than us. <laughs> oh yeah, so I was about to ask where would you rank it in the uh, group? So more I mean, than us, less than Get Out. It appeals that, to me more than Get Out, but that that is just my taste. So I'm not sure it's a better movie than Get Out. So the, you know, the take that it's uh, the take that people like Get Out than no than us is like so ubiquitous online yes that i feel like i i feel like i perfectly know how i'm going to feel about this movie because like that that's probably going to be how i feel about it and then you know yeah i can imagine I how be it might sit between those two things it is right on par with get out's level of quality and i think it really just depends on what genre of movies you like which i like this genre of movie more than the thrillerish stuff of uh, get so, out Spoilers for Get Out and Us until 2824. The biggest thing for me that made Get Out better than Us was that I felt like Us and I'm not I'm not an artist, barely a content creator, but like I felt like Us kind of got kind of I don't know. I hate saying this, but it kind of got like almost too full of itself such that like sure. It was really Last week you said abstract. It was, yeah, it was it was abstract in the way that like I'm gonna talk about Twin Peaks a little bit later, and I've been talking about it recently. But like Twin Peaks is abstract and surreal in a very specific way, designed to like elicit an emotion out of you. Us, I don't know if I felt that. Rather, I think I felt like this the movie was like throwing stuff at me and then just like asking me to understand it without giving me like any kind of thread there. It was the movie yes. that like after I finished it, I read online what it was really about and i I had that feeling of like fuck you (laughs) yeah and i think i mean get out had i mean obviously like a twist at the end you know what i mean that was just like pretty good Mm -hmm. uh and us i guess did have a twist at the end but it was like who who cares us being you know it was uh, the lady they you know trade places before whatever it's like well that doesn't affect like you know i don't know It, it didn't really matter to me i was like oh okay weird yeah, you know, I just get out. There's like you know, they're snatching bodies, you know. Um, and I think in Nope, it leans more on the us side. Like there is less of like, uh, really, there is no like twist. It, there's it's less um, twisty, but there are fun reveals. It's a slower burn. Yeah, yeah, there are fun reveals. It's a little bit slower burn. Yeah, there there is no like, oh, you were thinking this, or you were you didn't know what to think, and and now we we sprung it on you. They, they they get into what it is actually really quickly. Well, yeah, and I, I guess uh, that is that does sound more similar to Get Out in some ways to me because Get Out, like you said, definitely had like a notable and cool twist, but I don't think it was necessarily like so twisty that you didn't see at least the essence of what that twist was coming from a mile away. Rather, um, like it, it kind of sticks out in your brain because of how well he does that twist moment and changes the tone before and after that twist. Get out spoilers, I guess. But that twist kind of like marks when the movie turns from its like, I don't know, suspenseful horror into like an action horror thing because the the protagonist figures it out and is like, all right, I just need to get out. 
and it turns well, into almost like an action sequence. Uh, <laughs> I, there, what, what I'm trying to get at, it's not not even the action that matters, but like there was a balance on it. Like they're you know very well paced and a very strong, solid tone is what I'm trying to get at. I guess. Yeah, and I think that note follows that. Uh, I do. Cool. Uh, yeah. I honestly mostly forget us. I liked Get Out, and I think I I liked Nope quite a bit. Maybe even more than Get Out. Did you, uh, Andy? Did you want to talk about Sizzy Sleeps on yours? Uh, I haven't actually played it yet. Uh, oh, okay. So you you All can right. go ahead. Okay. Uh, this is Citizen Sleeper episode Flux, which is the short DLC that was released recently for Citizen Sleeper. Um, very short. And uh, the way I spun the game back up and just rolled into the episode, I came to understand that I was not really <clears throat> sufficiently prepared. I actually failed the main thing you mean in the DLC. Impossible. Sufficiently prepared to be clear, you mean literally, as in like the resources that your character yes. had, not not like how I felt when I booted it up and then closed it, where I started it and read a few lines of dialogue, and I was like, yes. man, I'm just not in the right headspace for this. So I I closed it until I came back to it. Yeah, not mentally prepared. I mean mechanically in the game, not prepared. Right. right. Um, and granted, I had no reason to expect anything. I had no reason to think I needed to be prepared. Uh, so that's, you know, that's on me just not being so. It's a little frustrating to know that I absolutely could have been prepared. No problem. It's just that I was not expecting the game to challenge a particular angle of my endgame status. And they do you they do say that you should be as close to endgame as possible before starting this DLC. But still. And you even uh, you even had messaged me after you beat it and was like, hey. I want to spoil this thing for you if you're right with that. Which yeah, I want it to be very you, careful, you, but you never do. You so out. like when you do and you have done that before, but like whenever you do that, I just say, yeah, sure. Because I know that you're telling me something that I would want to know. Yes. And then I'm very thoughtful about that sort of thing. Right. Uh, for sure. And I think it's it's a hint that will just, <laughs> I don't know, save you a little frustration that, that I felt just because like. Yeah, it's the nature of the of the unpreparedness that kind of bothers me. And of course, there's no saves for mechanical oversights like that. So I just have to start a new game to try again. And I'm not willing to play well, yeah, the whole game over again. play the again. whole damn game to get to that yep. point. So I'm it'd just... Be great if, uh, it would be great if, like how many RPGs handle this, that upon beating the game, it creates a completed save. So that you can at least just go back to the your in-game state and grind for whatever you need if you need it. That would be lovely. Um, at least now we'll be able to compare notes in October when the uh, the second episode continues things. Assuming you also... Or, sorry. Assuming well, you that, succeed that, where I did not. That's what I was going to ask. Um, you you said you failed the main thing, um, but this is episode one of a supposedly multi-part story. Hmm. Do you feel like I mean, I don't know what happens now. Do you just you think you think you start episode two on bad footing or what? Well, to remind the audience, failure in Citizen Sleep is almost not an option in the main game. But nevertheless, it just failure simply redirects where the where the world state goes and where the plot goes right. and what happens to characters. It's not 
a game over at all. It just changes things. So maybe a character may have. Well, I don't. I don't even want to pro- probe, but just yeah, generally, no speculation. Like you might you just, you might be saying something like a character had uh, a less than great outcome in in this sure. episode. I'm not saying you're saying that, but and I haven't played it, but that's that's the space you're talking about. And I have no doubt it'll still be interesting as it progresses, even with my failure state. Uh, so we'll we'll have to compare notes if you do succeed, which I think you will. Um. Anyway, yeah, yeah it's not, it's the pressure's on now. <laughs> the pressure. I think it's it's really doable, but I just was not <laughs> prepared. But it's so small a DLC that it's really hard to evaluate. Um. I'd say that it's a fine little addition. You know, it gives you that gameplay loop of managing processes under time constraint while fleshing out new characters and a new but clearly ongoingly impactful situation that's unfolding over the course of these episodes. So nothing wrong with that. Um, I'm, I'm, it, it kind of starts a thread that I'm, that I am interested to see what, how that results, you know, where that goes. That's cool. cool. Yeah, I'm excited to play it um, soon, I think. Soon, TM. You'll crush it. It's worth worth mentioning that, that th- this DLC was free. I don't know if you, you said yes. that explicitly, but that, that, that is a great thing about the game. So I'm curious, you had some mechanical problems. I'm curious um, if those problems would be solved if this, if you encountered this DLC um, more naturally throughout your play. Um, you could, but I think it's definitely designed to be played as close to the end as possible. Not just based on the recommendation, but also like kind of where the world has to be. I get you. Um, I've also been playing the game Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors. Nine, nine, nine. The first in the Zero Escape or Nonary Games series. Are you playing it on uh, Game Pass or are you playing it in the OG original version on the uh, DS? (laughs) I'm playing. You know the answer. On the DS. (laughs) Hell fucking yeah. I do have the Game Pass collection installed, but I haven't done anything with it yet. Okay. Uh Ah, how what'd you think about it, man? <laughs> I'm sure there's quality of life improvements on the the Game Pass version oh, that this one yeah. doesn't have. Uh, for those who don't know, it's a mystery visual novel where the main gameplay is escape rooms. Uh, you have to escape rooms while solving a mystery of characters during a visual novel storyline. Uh, basically, it's nine people awaken in a place and have nine hours to solve nine escape room challenges or, or thereabouts. It's a fun premise. Um, really, the only negative I have from the first playthrough is that sometimes it went a little too slow or uh, repeated itself too often in the story segments. It has it does that Japanese thing of uh, it kind of just itself <laughs> quite a bit, just repeating things you already understand or have already heard in like flashbacks for no reason. Um, even then I've probably seen worse before, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a prevalent issue. Uh, other than that, it's a perfectly good puzzler game. I especially like the escape room challenges. I think they work well. Uh, they make sense 
for the most part, and uh, they feel satisfying to solve. They're not like esoteric adventure game bullshit. And the characters are enjoyable to be around and seeing them interact is fun. I think they're written fairly well. I mean, I'm seeing the translation, obviously, but I think they're written fairly well. But note that I said the first playthrough, because this is one of those games that just outright playthroughs. Yeah. Nine (laughs) that outright expects you to play through it multiple times to uh, fully understand the story. And uh, there are multiple endings that you are basically expected to see them all before you get. Yeah, you basically do all these to get the true, true ending. Of course. And yeah, subsequent plate. Go ahead. Right. I was going to say then. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, you basically do all that. I was just going to continue on. Okay. The subsequent playthroughs are where the cracks start to show, um, at least in the DS version, because the supposed skip function is a fast forward button that you have to hold down until the game hits new content. So you're just speeding through like uh, sprite art and dialogue just flashing before your eyes rapidly instead of just like a blanket skip to the next new stuff segment. I mean, granted, they might think, oh, well, you won't have any context for when you get to that stuff. You'll be like, okay, what was I doing? Like, how did this happen? But I'm just saying I think there should be a like a toggle for fast forward or blanket skip because it's pretty tedious still even with being able to fast forward and I'm even on an emulator so I am I am doing like turbo mode with the fast forward and even then it still takes minutes of time to get through the visual novel stuff that you've already seen so yeah the original I don't know if they fixed that I haven't looked into it in the like the PC port or the comp, the collection, or anything like that, but uh, it's a bit tedious to do subsequent playthroughs, and you have to oh, even more tedious. You have to redo any puzzle rooms each time you play through the game, which is uh, which is a yeesh because because <laughs> you're just like you're having to sort of half recall what you did the last time, and hopefully you're playing this you know these subsequent playthroughs in quick succession, so you just remember what you just did you know yesterday. Or else you're having to like, yeah, half remember solutions or just, you just re- can't remember. go through you the whole thing. Fucking... You just got to figure it out again the the, the original way. Um, so it would be nice. I, I don't know. It's like how much do you want to reduce the gameplay of the subsequent playthroughs before there's just nothing? And to be fair, in subsequent playthroughs, you are you are undoubtedly going to be experiencing new puzzle room content because there's more puzzle rooms than there are. Uh, how do I say it? People. There, there's there's too many puzzle rooms for one playthrough. You're gonna make be making choices at multiple junctions, um, so each playthrough is gonna have different sets of puzzle rooms or escape rooms being played. So you will be getting new content each time, but it's just for the ones you've already played. It's like. I really, really get how this works, and I just want to be skip through this. I want to be done with it already. Uh, and there's, do you um, plan on getting all the endings to get the true, true ending? Yeah. Uh, there's what, like five or something? I am. Uh, I think like yeah, six. Okay. I, one. I am closing in on the. Sorry, I think I just got the third one. I just got number three, so that's where I am right now. All right. Um. Yeah, let's see. Uh, I like that series a lot. Uh, 
I really think the uh, second one probably is probably the best one in my opinion. Oh, really? What yeah, was the one I that like people it, didn't like I, as much? Was that the third one? It might be the second one. Oh, you might like the one that people don't like. I might. I don't know. I like the characters a lot in the second one. I think they're really cool. Oh, all right. That's good to know that you like the characters. Because I, I like the characters in this one, so. Yeah, um, I'll, characters in the first one uh, are good, too. I like uh, Junpei, the main character. He's pretty yeah. cool. I like him. Yeah, he ain't bad for a protag. For protag. Him, Clover. The funniest uh, part is... You start to understand the memes that people make about this series of uh, the 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 main writer, his like predilection for characters just launching into really bizarre tangents about esoteric topics like uh, science and history for no reason. They're just totally like a mouthpiece for whatever Everyone's bizarre very thing knowledgeable. the author believes, <laughs> but about really specific, irrelevant trivia that turns out that I'm sure will turn out to be ultimately relevant to the larger themes of the storyline. But it's just hilarious to have someone like you're just standing in a room trying to solve a puzzle so you don't die. And someone just like, wait a minute, this this piece of stone. (laughs) Yeah, this is from the pyramids back in the day. They see a painting and they're like, that reminds me of the the history of the (laughs) ship and uh, what it went through. And oh, look at this uh, chemical. It reminds me of this experiment that was done in the 1950s by this one team. And they uh, they found these results and they go launch into a full scientific paper on the subject. It's yeah, it's very memeable. And I've seen people talk about that aspect. It is pretty funny. And I'm, I, I think it might get worse. I, th- I think it might get worse. So yeah, uh, but I've been enjoying it. I, I think it's a fun game. It doesn't fall into like the real annoyances of of other visual novels. I can definitely tolerate it. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the real deal is with this whole shebang. I'm curious. Nine 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 hours, persons, doors. Whoa, um, to tell you that? Zero escape. Yeah, yeah. I do have another thing that I've been kind of holding off on saying. Uh, it was a story that I was going to tell two weeks ago, but I didn't know that I had time for at the time or was important enough to Theoretically, you got like 20 minutes, so you're fine. Okay, I, I, I can do it then. Um, I'm only bringing it up after all because one of our news stories this week is arguably reminiscent of it. And... Uh, I, I don't know. It's kind of a, a neat little tale. Uh, if it turns out to be too long, I might just cut it out and make it a campfire log for our YouTube channel. Um, but if not, that's cool too. So, games done quick. The speed run that the speed running marathon. You guys all familiar with that? Yeah. Games done quick. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, they recently did their SGDQ, which is their summer games done quick, uh, in June. And I have sort of a uh, a love hate relationship with GDQ. Actually, I would I would never say I hate it. I think it's you know it's it's a fucking charity marathon. It's never I don't think it's ever been worthy of anything close to hate. But let's just say it's had a slightly uh, rocky history, but a positive effect overall. So who cares about any like minor? What do you anyway. mean? <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm not uh, that really that familiar. What do you mean by Rocky history? Just sort of a like a roller coaster of <laughs> of what they will allow, how strict they'll be, what kind of event they're running. Um, 
a lot of minor annoyances like uh like the way they handle donations and um the way they handle their speedrunners who have varying you know all sorts of different people with all sorts of different personalities and you know they don't allow certain things anyway it's all like surface level stuff that's you know floating above the fact that they're raising huge amounts of money for charity so i really don't think it's like worth getting on their case about it too much but over the years it's been like there's been times of like come on guys <laughs> like this is about speed running at the end of the like uh this is about speed running first and foremost but also it's about charity so it's like a hard anyway i won't go into it but there's been sort of a rocky relationship with certain aspects it's hard. It's hard to. I don't even know if I remember all the specific instances. It's been years of watching. Um, yeah. So uh, a couple weeks ago, I was catching up on some runs from the recent Summer Games Done Quick, and I came across a a Taskbot run, tool assisted speed run bot, of uh, Ocarina of Time, The Legend of Zelda. And I usually skip the taskbot stuff since it's programmed inputs instead of player skill. And I kind of, I personally value the player skill of speedrunning more than I do like showing off what you can input into a computer. Uh, but I happened to see a deluge of positive comments about how amazing this run was, this Ocarina of Time run. So I, I checked it out. Uh, it claimed to be a beta showcase for Ocarina, which from a casual recollection, I seem to recall that there was some sort of beta version of the game discovered last year, like at the end of the year. And I thought maybe this is like them using that information to unlock new content or maybe there was a dump, a dump online I didn't hear about of, of that beta version of the game, whatever. Point is, uh, they affect the game with ACE, which is arbitrary code. ACE, arbitrary code input. Wait, does that? <laughs> does that track? I think you mean whatever. I, I, think, I think I think you're talking about arbit arbitrary code injection. Injection, whatever. Yeah, it's there's some acronym with yeah arbitrary code. Oh, sorry, injection. Uh, sorry. ACE stands for arbitrary code execution. Execution. The same thing, that, I think, but uh. Word is differently semantic. That explains the e. Okay. You you were not a wrong is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, they're they're affecting the game with ACE, and they let Taskbot do its thing with those rapid inputs to make things happen in the game. And so off they go, showcasing content. At first, it's like the R wing model. You guys have seen this. That everyone knows about this. You get it to spawn in Kokiri Village, and uh, you can lock onto it. Apparently, the devs used it as a, a testing for their lock-on system. It's an yeah. R-Wing from Star Fox. Um, but after that, very quickly, they start showing stuff that I've never even heard a whisper about before this. Uh, whole quest lines and NPC interactions with dialogue and new items. There's like a Lost Woods trading sequence, a whole new one. Uh, a whole mask operating system where you can actually improve the capabilities of the masks. Uh, there's a uh, Nuburu lore dump that she does and a whole new cutscene related to that. Um, there's a uh, The Song of Time now changes Link's age on the fly, which is claimed to be like how it was originally intended to work. Uh, the Unicorn Fountain from early 
like screenshots of the game where there's like a, a fountain with unicorn statues on it, all sorts of stuff. And this is just making me go, wait, is this like a fucking world premiere of like all sorts of crazy beta shit? Or are they presenting this in an incredibly obfuscated or like poor manner? Because again, this is listed as a beta showcase. Story you're, you're alluding to. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's unclear at this point if it's demonstrating crazy beta shit that they just uncovered or are they just being misleading? Because it's listed as a beta showcase. And this was even an incentive that people paid to see as a bonus slot. Uh, so, of course, people in the chat are going nuts. Like, what, what? You know, asking, why was this cut? Uh, I've never seen this stuff before. Is this real? Is all of this really on the vanilla cartridge or a beta cartridge or a version one cartridge, etc.? Um and different people in the chat are giving different answers about the level to which any of those are true. So there's just mass confusion. Some people claiming it's all really on the cart. Some people saying some of it is real and the rest is extrapolated past a certain point, etc. Uh, and the commenters are being rather cagey in the way that they describe what's going on. Like they'll be obvious about some things that are at least partially known but kind of skirt the line on most other things and uh, saying that certain things were found or suggested or pieced together. And sometimes they won't frame it at all so that they can sort of get a crowd reaction, like, you know, to just leave it in silence for the effect. Right. Yeah. It sounds like a a hype stunt. Yes. Uh, So by a couple reveals in, I am firmly into the camp of, this is clearly mostly made up wholesale. Like some of this stuff may have been suggested in the code, but I am smelling fan fiction tier stuff here. Uh, partly because I know I would have heard of a lot of this stuff being discovered just through the grapevine. Um, partly because of how nonchalant they're being for such big reveals. And partly in the way that you can just sort of see the pixels and tell that a picture is Photoshopped. You know, you can just like feel the fan fiction-y yeah, wafting off of it. I've seen a Photoshop or two in my time, and, and I can really discern the Absolutely. Pixels, you know, however that meme goes. Yeah. Uh, you get that. You're, I'm, I'm getting that sense by this point. So while I'm watching, I, I hit the web, and I look into it. And at first, I'm just finding more confused people online. But then I find uh, this TaskBot team's explanation and FAQ for this run. And sure enough... Uh, They break down how most of this content shown was manufactured by them based on either fragments or leftover content or early rumors or just nothing at all. Uh, Hmm. And it is really cool that they're able to achieve all that through essentially having a computer press many buttons extremely fast in the game itself. They're not changing the game, technically. Uh, My whole point here is At the end of the run, they do a really wholesome climax uh, involving Twitch chat, and they acquire the Triforce in its own little scripted sequence they made. Uh, They do some impressive in-game cell shading stuff to make it look like Breath of the Wild. And uh, ultimately, they reveal that a lot of the content they've just shown was made up and that they had to disguise it as a beta beta showcase to get more of, as you said, Andy, a hype crowd reaction so that's Uh, that's that's like 
there's I don't want to spoil the story later on. This is the last time I'll allude to it, but sure. The story later on has has a much better ending, right? Than than that. Like yes. because yeah. it was because the story later on is kind of a hype stunt, but anyway, you get what I'm saying. But it has more yeah, it has more practical uh like rewards at the People end. People were absolutely. excited that it was a hoax for reasons. You know yes. I mean? True. Whereas this was excitement, but for a more like um <laughs> what's the what's a good word? For a more Dis- disingenuous general, Yeah, for a more general reason, like a less Yeah. Uh, re- you know, tan tan tangibly rewarding reason. It's 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 not quite this. I won't I won't go this far, but I'm also gonna say it. it's it's reminiscent is of like if they had a, you know, you said a task task bot, right? That's basically just yes. a, a, a series of code that executes. Nobody's actively yes. playing it, right? Imagine if they had disguised the new any percent on popular game uh, but it secretly was a task spot in the background you know what i mean like it's it's dishonest but yeah yeah dishonest maybe it's not a great now but maybe it's not a great analogy especially for a speedrunning community but you get what i mean dishonest for an ultimately pretty great reason but still misleading for sure yeah um and of course yeah, the run itself raised a bonus quarter of a million dollars for charity. So that's amazing, truly. Like, Jesus. It is, yeah. <laughs> um, but what I'm left with is I'm super curious how many people out there now have the, the lines completely muddled on what the hell was intended for Ocarina of Time or what was originally shipped on the cart or even some of the lore information implications suggested uh in this run that yeah, were dude. just based on theories and rumors 15 years from now you're going to see people talking about the original this the original design intent of ocarina of time i really expect Some, uh, that honestly <clears throat> uh what's the word for that shit the something effect uh, oh, of course I'm one sorry. of my favorites <laughs> yes yeah, so something effect, effect. Oh, the God Mandela thing. Like, yeah. Well, no. Like, I, I could have sworn. Sort of. Yeah. Sort I, of. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, throughout the run, the commentator reiterates again and again that this is a vanilla cart that they aren't actually modifying in any way, only performing inputs, which is true, but related in a way that sounds like a different thing than what is being said. Yeah. And I, I even saw this site, uh, the cutting room floor, which is one of the premier, like, uh, cut content sites out there they had to add a disclaimer to the top of their ocarina page that the run was entertainment and people need to stop adding content from it to the page so people were trying to literally add stuff right after from that run so it's out there now and the uh, the purposeful obfuscation and even you know even the associated wholesomeness which makes it feel more like like they couldn't possibly have been misleading right kind of blurred the nature of what was shown to thousands of people uh, cause they waited to be clear to the end, but regardless, you know, amazing, uh, charity, you know, event, it was a technical feat for sure. Uh, it, you know, it was wholesome all around. So good for everyone. Ultimately, like the, the results of it are, are good all around. It's just something I found interesting and I'm curious to see the effects of.
because I feel like it might have spread information or misinformation to the annals of time. Well, the Nintendo uh, ninjas will come and they'll uh, clean everything up and it'll (laughs) all be a happy ending. Okay, that's good to know. Thanks for that deep dive. Yeah, that was fun. Interesting. You're welcome. I hope that wasn't too long. Oh, no, it was great, and it really is a great primer for probably my favorite topic on the newsletter. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, those of you who've been following the the near um, developments in the last month or two probably know what we're talking about. So yeah, that's uh, that's all I want to say about that. And with that, I that's all I want to say about anything. <laughs> you yield your table. I yield the whale tail. Okay, well. Um, we're coming up at just on an hour, so why don't we go ahead and head to the breaky break, to the break room. Um, Very well. Get some shelter from this rain that just keeps pouring on our little broken campfire here. And, uh, listeners, we'll be back. Don't you worry. Hey, enjoy this, uh, bit, uh, this break bit that was pre-scripted in every way, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we just set us up like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's call it 820. All right. Let's call it 420. Am I right? Bro. That's a written right there. Oh, my dude. My fucking dude. My boy. My son. That's my son. My son. <laughs> what did they do to my boy? That's my boy. <laughs> Rats. Rats need to drink. Rats need to drink. Rats do need to drink, man. And if they don't drink, you don't you don't wanna know. Yo, they're starting to blood. go for blood. Nice John. If they can hear it flowing through you. They say, I'm thirsty. In rat language, they call humans blood bags. They do. They do. God help me, they do. Welcome back, everybody. It's time for my round table. Oh, no thanks. <laughs> oh, come on. Why you got to do me like All that? All right, Andy. Come on. Lay what it do off. you got to say? Come on. Yeah, well, I, go on. I what, what did you possibly do? A little bit more of 2 I watched season Barry. 3. Oh. <laughs> the Return. Twin Peak Season 3, I mean. The Return. Oh, okay. I, I just recently finished Part 8, which um, I I know now is apparently like the episode not not the, like it's the best episode i don't know i'm only like halfway through but it generated a ton of buzz at the time for how weird it is like if uh if somebody showed you this as the first episode of twin peaks now of course you would be insanely confused but you would not believe them when they then told you what the show is actually about after you saw this episode <laughs> Uh, it's not funny. fun to like keep going. It's like an, describing your own acid trip to talk about a thing in such vague ways. I just wanted to highlight that I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I wish that Twin Peaks was more accessible. That me saying 
you, everybody here should watch part eight. Um, doesn't come with the caveat that there's like 30 plus hours of content to get through before you get to it. But I, I really enjoyed it. It's great. Mm. Really enjoying my season three of Twin Peaks. Um, Interesting. I think I'm going to come out with some pretty high thoughts at the end, but we'll see. I, I, I don't like even. TP is one of those it, shows that you have to just invest yourself in, and only you can decide if you like it or not. And only you can decide if you want to watch it or not. Like, you can't. Yeah. I mean, my <laughs> history can't of Twin anything. Peaks, for sure. And my history of Twin Peaks is like 10 years old by now. Like, I've uh, many times throughout the years, after having heard about all the buzz, I've tried watching it and I just couldn't. Usually I get stuck at the pilot. Um, but it was just recently in the last month or two that it, I tried it again and it, and it clicked, you know? So right. it's, it's, I'm never going to like pressure somebody to watch it. I just want to highlight that this thing exists. Um, this episode in, well, this season, Twin Peaks season three was the uh, best television show of the decade by time magazine and many other publications. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, specifically part eight um, had some really stunning praise out there. I've been kind of after each episode, I've been like reading the Reddit post episode discretion at the time, just to like, you know, get a sense of what the buzz was at the time. So that's why I'm speaking about all that. I see. What were you going to say, John? Well, I was, you said it was number one in the list. Yeah. The New York times. No, the times magazine, not the New York times. Magazine. Uh, what did they watch? Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, did, right they go, did they go thirty years to the future and watch Rick and Morty? To be fair, you have to have sort of a high IQ. That's what I'm kind of trying to act. Like maybe they watched it and they just didn't get it. Maybe. They, oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe they didn't get Rick and Morty. Yeah. Did they see the pickle episode? Do you think? Maybe they didn't get to the pickle episode. You just said the. Oh, you said pickle. I'm just kind of ability to judge. You know, if they. I was wondering if you knew if that's on the list. Oh, yeah, hot take! If that's on the list, Smiling Friends is better yeah. than Rick and Morty. That's, I don't. Uh, I don't. Which one, I don't, I don't, be in, which one of them's gonna be in multiverses? Huh? You right there. Hopefully, maybe both. Who the fuck knows? That would be pretty, pretty I, funny. I don't disagree with that, Greg. Uh, okay, what else? It's Twin Twin Peaks. I'm probably not gonna talk a whole lot more about it until I finish the season, just because me bringing it up again is just going to be me probably saying words very similar to what I'm saying here. That's why I don't talk about World of Warcraft, dude. It's yeah. just the same thing over and over again. The same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. The same as it ever was. Same Speaking as of was. same as it ever was, my biggest gaming time, I think, in the last week was spent playing more of Morrowind. I've completed the main quest, and I've moved on to the first DLC, Tribunal, which I've actually never played in my life. Um, so it's kind oh, of fun finally getting to new content. I played the game, the original game, uh, on the original Xbox before the Game of the Year edition existed. So I've, I never have touched the uh, Morrowind expansion content. Um, my biggest takeaway is like, man, how cool is it that I'm an overpowered super god wizard and yet Tribunal finds ways to challenge me? And there's characters that will just straight up kill me if I'm not careful. I didn't think that was going to have that kind of challenge anymore in Morrowind after uh, I... I broke through and became a god, but um, it's cool. I'm enjoying it a lot. Well, Sk- uh, Skyrim is a little higher level, you uh, know. It's it's for a, a bit of a hardcore gamer, you <sighs> might say. 
I'm so happy that you're loving Morrowind. You're having a blast. I can't I wait like till that. you get. To, I can't wait till you do Soul's theme. Soul theme is my yeah, favorite man. part of that. I think it'll be a while. Like, there's a lot I still got to do. Oh, dude, yeah. Uh, I'm also. I I've always known a little bit about the Morrowind lore, but I'm getting strangely into the lore again. Um, would you call yourself a, a Moorhead? I would call myself a Chimhead, a Kimehead, however it is. Yeah. Um. I, you know, I, I touched a lot on the world last week. I guess the point I want to make from this week is that it has a really cool, like, uh, take on gods and such. And I'm not talking about, like, Daedra and shit like that that you see in later games, but, like, the Tribunal, the Vivek, Almalexia, and Sothasil, and Dagother, like, the, the main gods that you interact with throughout the game. Um, they're, they're, they're cool and, like, barely understandable on a way that you want gods to be. They don't just feel like super powerful people. They feel like, you know, a different thing. Um, it's kind of the Twin Peaks effect where, like, I don't want to actually engage with describing what I mean by that other because it would just take way too long. But get the vibe I'm saying. <laughs> like, cool lore is just... Um, yeah. It's Morrowind. Uh, like Twin Peaks, I probably will try not to talk about it a whole lot until I've made some more substantial progress. I forget. If, is it just Tribunal and Blood Moon? Those are the only um, major DLCs, uh, but old PC gaming term, I guess, is that they did release a bunch of what we now know as minor DLCs, quote-unquote official plugins that I think add, you know, a handful of quests. But yes. Hmm, okay. All right. Those are the two main expansions. All right. Then a way out, which we already talked about, and um, big show. Even though we only played like an hour of it, Flask, uh, with your deal watching eyes, saw that Escape Simulator <laughs> went to a historic low in the last week. Uh, so we nabbed that up and started playing that. Um, man, I'm I'm glad that like the universe worked out that Escape Academy came out like two weeks ago, and then this game had a historic low. And I don't know if it's just because that's my specific experience, but I really feel like we graduated from Escape Academy to Escape Simulator. Like oh, Escape same. Simulator is much more of of an escape room simulator. You know what I mean? It's it's harder in that way. Um, the puzzles are sometimes more confusing and more abstract. I'm not saying they're not good, but Escape Academy was, was a very charming experience that I, I said when we played it. I think was something that was accessible even to the non-puzzle gamer. I think that Escape yeah. Simulator, uh, you really do have to kind of love solving puzzles to get into it. Uh, and I was pretty yeah. tired when we were playing, but there there was even once or twice that I was like, oh man, I really don't want to have to figure this out. <laughs> Solutions are well, that, always that might way be due simpler. to me just handing you books with numbers. <laughs> well, no, I was thinking, I, I was thinking more when we had like eight fucking scrolls in front of us and we couldn't figure out oh, what, yeah. what the solution was, but mm-hmm. like the, the solution is always deceptively simple. And that's kind of like the catharsis of solving these things. It turned out that, uh, the answer was on none of those scrolls. It was a, just a different piece of information somewhere else in the room. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Sometimes you have to look, uh, like an escape room, you have to look more for the details in the environment than ever you did in escape Academy. Yeah, this one sounds like it's down, more, uh, more for me and Greg. <laughs> more at your mm. level. You're, you're you are banned for making this bit again <clears throat> until childish. you actually play the game more. You 
I can't wait to see you, you guys. You guys flounder. barely beat. You guys so far, two or three weeks later, have barely beat the tutorial of Escape Academy. Uh, but they did beat it, yes. It's such a fun game, too. It. I just want you guys to have fun. Yeah, that's a thing. I just want you guys to enjoy it. Um, You know we can't enjoy it, right? The, the, Vito's too yeah, successful you know to do anything. We can't enjoy anything. What was the last thing you guys enjoyed? Don't answer that. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot. Uh, another example, uh, the, t- the tutorial level, for example, has... You're absolutely surrounded by color blocks, colored blocks that have different shapes and sizes. And this, I'm just saying this because it's a tutorial. The solution has nothing to do with any of those blocks. You kind of have to like <laughs> power through the inclination to like want to put block into thing that it kind of looks like to like start to actually read the room. You know what I mean? It really does recreate the experience of going into a real escape room and seeing that they furnish the shit out of the room and you're just having to figure out what even means something, what is significant, yeah. you know? And and that gets into the whole presentation of the game too, right? Because Escape Simulator is really just a list of levels that are, you, you finish one, no story or anything, you just plop right into the next puzzle. Whereas Escape yeah. Academy, like we described uh, a couple podcasts ago, was a, a much more well-crafted experience. I say well-crafted, that's maybe not the right word. Connected narrative. Connected narrative. It, was, it had an intention to it. Um, I, I'm really just saying a lot of things around the same theme, that this puzzle simulator, or escape simulator, is a step up in puzzliness than Escape Academy. And, you know, the names are uh, completely on point. We, we graduated from the Academy to the simulator, and this is a simulator of escape rooms, you know? Also, yeah, what's great right. about this is that um, it has a good amount of content to begin with, with a bunch of different levels, with different sub-levels. But also, uh, apparently, the workshop support uh, is really nice, and there's tons of custom user-created, pl- player-created content out there. Yeah. So sure. you just get, like, hours and hours of entertainment from Simulator. And as opposed to um, Escape Academy... I'm pretty sure that this game supports maybe up to four player co-op, but it's a number greater than two. I saw two to three. I don't know. Maybe if it's, it's more three. Than that. Okay, but more people. Yeah. So I, especially once we clear, I'd be down to jump into people or grab whoever's online and start jumping into some of the community main rooms. Be fun. All right, we could do that. I did an escape room in real life once, and um, we got out, and I I did very well. Um, but the last puzzle in the room to get out, there was like a, a box and there was some sort of puzzle to get inside the box and there was a key in the box. Uh, dude I was with just broke the box open. Oh no, but, don't but do that. if you really were stuck in an escape, like in a room and you had to escape within a certain time period, I think you would start breaking stuff. Yeah. But I think that but that's also, what makes you the well, truth. Yeah, but you're, you're not though. Yeah. There's like, isn't there like a <laughs> you're having that you're supposed fun. to pick up if you want to hit? No, we don't use that though. Uh, uh, we have a friend, uh, Zach, worked for a few months in an escape room. Oh. Uh, when we were in Boston. <laughs> he couldn't get out? He couldn't get out, so he just fed him a broom and told him to start sweeping. Yeah. yeah. He said people do all sorts of dumb stuff. Like, oh, like that. Sure. 
Yeah, I wouldn't have done that. That was somebody I was with, and I didn't know he was doing that. I think he told me later. He's like, "Yeah, I just, I just ripped it open." <laughs> My favorite thing about looking into this. Uh, go ahead, Flies. Oh no, I, I was just gonna say my favorite thing about looking into Escape Simulator initially is on the Steam page. You know, the it's listed as very positive, and the the top review is a positive review that says my friends are brain dead. <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, yeah, I want to play this game. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm happy to hear you guys graduated <laughs> the academy. Yeah, no, it's and great. now you're. You know, yeah. we're so good. We're so damn good. That is my week. Moving on. Congratulations. To Vito. Vito. Oh, I've heard that a tail has vomited a whale. I'm, I'm reading that right. A tail has vomited a whale. And inside yeah. that whale, inside was a the, pale? the stomach of it was was a little pale. Full of a kale. Pale. Or no, the pail has his round table in it. Why? So I was going to cut it there. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm really glad you you, you brought that up. Um, <laughs> I have been playing. I have been playing Deus Ex, uh, the original. Um, as I mentioned, compared to whale pod, vomit, and um, I'd say from whale vomit on a scale of whale vomit to uh. What's the other end of the of the scale? Uh, what were some of the other things you just dolphin? Said? To I'm not even gonna say that. I'm not even gonna repeat <laughs> that on this podcast. Uh, I'll say it's somewhere in the middle. A little DC, somewhere in the. Middle. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So I was talking last pod about uh, hopping into the original Deus Ex, and I was looking into which mods might. Um, make for a great experience in 2022. And I think last pod I mentioned that I decided I was going to go with, uh, fuck, I think it was called Deus Ex. Give me Deus Ex. No, no. Yeah. I'm sorry. Give me Deus Ex, which was a, a light, uh, like a light mod. I guess it just, uh, improved like the resolution and things like that. But it also, there, there definitely was a lot of game fixes and, and some improvements to gameplay. I decided to not go with that after doing some more reading and I went with a more vanilla experience. And the only mod I'm using is, um, I think it's just called Kenty's mod, Kenty. And it's literally, it's just a, a resolution mod so that I could play like full screen 4K. Um, and and it, it makes the game look a little crispier in that. Um, so yeah, um, I'm not that far in the game at all. I uh, left Liberty Island, the tutorial on Liberty Island, or whatever. I don't know. I guess it's not the tutorial. It's the first first mission. Yeah. And then I completed um, a segment in Hell's Kitchen, and now I'm on to like the third mission so i'm really freaking early in the game um it's cool so far i'm not like you know i'm not completely thrilled about the game yet but i'm I'm never usually like that early in any video game you know i'm not like, completely hooked um you know i think i'm i want to play this game because you know i want to enjoy this you know this classic title that i've heard many great things about 
Um, and, you know, originally I wanted to play Human Revolution. So this, you know, playing this will kind of help me enjoy that experience more, I think, too. And then a part of me just wants to play it because it's like, I don't know. I just feel like I need to, like, prove something to myself that, like, as a gamer, I should be able to enjoy something, like, that's quite retro, <laughs> despite any cobwebs or missing bells and whistles. Because I am, I've always been a gamer that enjoys the, the newest and hottest, you know? Um, I always find it hard to go back, even even like ten years back and play play a game. I'm not I'm like anti flask in well, that way. Well, so, I'll tell you, I'll even play like the fifth game in a series without playing the first four if it means like the best gameplay experience. Like that's best well, gameplay okay. experience for me. You know, that's going to be kind of. I, I guess I got two things to say on that, and that one is to respond to like what you're saying right now. Um. I think one of the reasons that I would that I, I totally agree with that and understand that, but that I recommended Deus Ex to you anyway is because Human Revolution is is it, in my mind is more of a, a of a different game, maybe even a different genre than what Deus Ex really is. Though they're they they play in the same world and have similar mechanics and and themes like Deus Ex, it it's wholly unique. It's not just an old game in, in my vision at least and i guess to the second point is that you know the people fell in love with deus ex because they were really into exploring this world with this like weird cyberpunk intrigue you know at one point you're talking about augments and the next point you're talking about the illuminati and and bullshit like that as well as like the open-endedness and expansiveness of the gameplay so like that's to say that like if you feel like the reasons you're playing the game or because you feel like you should or because you feel like you want to be a certain person i don't i don't think you're going to enjoy the game you know you're not in playing the game for the game's qualities i don't mean you, you can't yeah, ever well, enjoy the game but maybe it's just not the game for you right now i i i was you know i'm i'm setting the stage for what i hope to be me talking about this game on future pods. I got you. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm not hating this game at all. That's just kind of where I started off. And I do want to, you know, I, I don't think I'm above enjoying, you know, enjoying this game uh, just because I prefer, you know, more modern games. And, th- and there's a lot of things I like about the game so far. Um, I think that what you're explaining about the premise is really cool. There's some, you know, solid world building, Picking up a lot of newspapers, books, computer logs. Uh, I'm enjoying reading all those and getting little glimpses of of this this version of uh, history. Um, I was gonna say, and you might, yeah. Uh, I just no. before I forget, um, you know, I I do not have a a preternatural tolerance for old games. Uh, I've said this before. Um, most of the reason I play old games is because I want to get to the newer games that I find more comfortable to play. Hmm. Uh, because I know that historically, for me and a lot of people, if you play the new games first and then try to go back, it's much harder to go backwards in time and try to like pick up the, you know, the the gameplay mechanics or the the nuances or the the little flaws and. Uh, what have you of of old games after playing the revised sort of updated smoothed out versions of those franchises right. um, and 
And in Deus Ex's case, you know, if you play Human Revolution first, you're going to get a, a, a pretty smooth experience. You know, it was, what, 2010 or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but it's like an updated version of the old Deus Ex. And even though it would chronologically make sense since Deus Ex Human Revolution is a prequel, um, I would have never played that before the original just because, like, it is it, – it, learns the lessons of its predecessor you know what i mean like it learned the lessons from deus ex and invisible war and is it yeah. is the product it is because of that history so i would never like just skip the history because it's hard it's hard to go back right but then that, yeah. that's uh, you I, I guess <clears throat> i was trying to make a more general point that like there's a bigger reason to go back to this than just the history you know what i mean right i I think specifically for this game, uh, you know, I, I'm in agreement, which is why I'm checking it out. Otherwise, I, the way I look at video games, honestly, I, I it depends. You know, certain games might be different, but I don't really give a shit about video game stories. If there's a franchise of video games, usually I just hop to the newest one because I look at those as, you know, these developers have been working on this franchise, honing its gameplay mechanics over a series of games. The newest one. It's not always the case, but the newest one is usually going to be the, the best one. And that's what I was you know, saying. I don't need yeah. to play. I don't need to play all five games. I, you know, usually I, I pop into a, a game and that's it. I'm done with it. I move on to the next thing. That um, was my point precisely. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah, no, I'm just kind of providing a little more. Uh, yeah. Padding to that. Mm. But um, no, I, I think that's reasonable. So. um yeah, I, I, you know, I what I've heard, I don't know that much about this game. I remember Adam Sessler reviewing this on on extended play. I don't even think it was X play yet, and and thinking the game looked cool. Uh, I don't know too much about it. You know, I know that it's known for you know, there's numerous play styles, different approaches to missions, and I'm seeing that so far in like the first three missions I've played, and and that's cool. I I I've seen you know multiple ways to tackle something, and then you know I pick what I think is cool. Uh, I'm trying to be stealthy. Um, yeah, so I'm really digging that. I'm excited to see uh, that. I'm excited to see more of that. And I'm excited to upgrade my character to be like more effective. Um, the things that I'm not really enjoying right now. Uh, well, the first, uh, there's no autosave. That was a small thing. That's fine. Now that I know there's not an autosave, it's not a big deal. I'll just save every fucking 10 minutes. Um, but the first, the first thing that happened to me was like I got to like the second mission and then died and then hadn't saved like the entire game and had to like redo everything. It wasn't well, a big deal. because you're a noob, it, dude. Yeah. Um, minor thing. Uh, other thing, you know, the, the environments are very muddy, very dark and muddy um, in a way so far that feels just pretty unexciting and sometimes even hard on the eyes. Like it's a stealth game, so I'm moving in the shadows. It's really hard to figure out what's shadow and what's not. Everything's just pretty fucking dark. Um, and, you know, I think that's the game, but I might explore other, like, upscaling options to see if things change. Um, I was reading that there's a big difference between rendering with, uh, like, DirectX um, and, like, OpenGL, which is what I'm using. Um the biggest thing I think that is just like annoying to me right now that I know is going to be like a non-issue later is uh, the gunplay where 
you know, you start off, you're not very good at using guns. So it's just your reticle is fucking huge. And so you miss like half your shots. It's just very not satisfying to be like artificially handicapped for the sake of progression. It reminds me a lot of when I played Morrowind with you guys last week and I'm like swinging at a guy and I'm missing half the shots. Um, that that's frustrating to me. I don't, I don't like that. I don't think that's like great gameplay, but like, no, I know you, I just got to upgrade my gun a couple of times and I'm sure it will be a non-issue. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, like, I mean, you, I mean, I know, you know, it's just, you know, a, it's just a, a salty matter. introduction. It's the role behind that is what matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I guess when I'm playing, I'm immersed in the game visually first and foremost. So, if in, in the case of Morwen, I'm swinging. I, yeah, I get that there. First off, I've never played like d and I get a little bit of how it works. Um, that might be part of it. But, you know, I'm, I'm immersed visually. So if I'm hitting a guy in the face with a sword and it misses three times in a row, it's just not satisfying. And you don't see... I think I'm right in a way because there, you don't see that mechanic in many games today. I don't want to say I'm uh, right, but... Maybe. Well, I was going to lead this in. This is one of the problems that Knoxville has anytime we play an MMO is that he doesn't like the fact that, it, and many of them, action MMOs have, have been changing a little bit recently, but, you know, most of them is, you know, you're, whatever, you press number two, your guy does an attack, and then, you know, there's background stuff, whether the attack hits him and how much damage it does. So even if you're shooting a beam and hits the guy, it's not really hitting him. You know what I mean? It's right. It's all in the background. And yeah, it's an interesting perspective because I don't think, and I guess it's just how we look at games. I don't think that has ever bothered me in any game. Um, maybe you coming from board games and D and D role playing kind of shit. That is a, as a mechanic that is just totally acceptable to you in your head. Yeah, and I well, I just like I don't know. I, well, I think of Skyrim where they did change it up a little bit. You can like see. I'm getting attacked, and it does nothing. Like, okay, the first time you see like an execution animation in Skyrim, it's like, oh, that's cool. But then, like, after that, you're like, all right, why is this taking up my time? Like, hurry up. You know what I mean, like, some of that stuff can be cool, but other times I'm just like, I don't know, I'm all right with the, the swinging. But I can definitely see why uh, yeah. people would not be all right with it. I mean, I played a million and one shooting games, so to play one where I when I shoot a guy my reticle is like half the size of the screen and the bullet's likely to miss. It's, it's just not satisfying. It makes me not want to use the gun. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm just, I don't think I ran into that when I played, but Uh, I also think that I was, I mean, I think I am more tolerant of that perhaps, but also I think it was down to my play style being much more focused on like, um, hitting people, stealth and hitting people. Yeah. Yeah. At the time. Yeah, I absolutely. wonder if I played right now with the gun, if I'd feel the same way or if I'd be more. Right. And maybe that's the game telling it. me that I should be hitting people more. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I do hit, hit people as well, but because I mean, baton. you can say on one hand, it's definitely not a run and gun game, you know, but on the other hand, you also don't want the gunplay to feel bad or feel like it's not. No, I don't. I just, that's what it is. It, it just feels bad. It, yeah. And I am being stealthy. I'm not running a gun. It's just, you know, I have a silenced pistol. So sometimes I want to come yeah. up behind somebody and pop them in the head. But I, I don't do that because it's like I know it's going to miss. Um, anyway. But my response yeah, is basically that's, what that's, uh, I said. Yeah. I, I just recall 
especially on that first level, stealthing and crowbarring people and shit like that. <laughs> gotcha. But I think the gun does improve. You know, obviously, I, I think you uh, I'm that. positive it does. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you, you know that if you your... hold your shot, it zooms in, right? Yeah, it's if you if you hold the reticle on the person, the reticle slowly uh, gets smaller. Like what game was that we just played the other day? Oh, Project Zomboid, Greg. Similar to that kind of, but it doesn't go all the way in. It only goes up to as much as your gun skill is. So it's not. Um, you're still not very accurate, even if you aim it. I think you could argue that the game really doesn't expect you to like blast your way through that opening level, but that's also kind of a cop out to an extent. Yeah. I just posted a video that's timestamped to show you the podcasters at least a little bit of the shooting. What do you think at, of at um, an early level? What do you think of 2052 New York compared to 2022 New York as a stack up? I thought it was the same. It, it's not. It hasn't changed. I thought it was, uh, it was, yeah, I thought it was just based on <laughs> what it looks like now. Yeah, didn't they make this game uh, this year? Yeah, I thought it was oh. weird that this, well, no, I, this game is pretty old. I, I thought it was weird that they predicted the future in New York so, so right, accurately. Right. That's all you got, Vita? Yeah, that's all, that's all I got. It's Deus Ex. I'll, I'll pop back in on that if I uh, get a little bit further in the game. All right. Later on. Good. John, get invisible war. Yeah, uh, what you I don't have anything new. Uh, just a bunch of old stuff. Um, I'll, you know, I'll go over it real quick. Uh, yesterday we got into a little VR. We haven't done that in a while. It was pretty fun. Oh yeah, um, we did do that. We didn't do anything too crazy. We played a little Pavlov. Uh, played a little VR chat. It, yeah, we did. Oh, you guys played VR chat? What the? F- Fuck, dude. Don't worry, Greg. Every, I missed out on all of it. Every fucking time I have to go to bed, they're like, oh, let's play VR now. The, the <laughs> asshole's gone. Every yeah. time. Fuck them. Fuck you. What do we, we didn't, didn't even really do anything. There was a big hat level. Uh, if you guys played Family Feud, I would have been very upset. No, I'd probably leave this podcast. We went to Club Dagoff. Well, yeah, we did spend a lot of time Club Dagoff. It was like a little. Well, uh, Beatman was there, so I probably. I'm glad I wasn't. There. It was a. It was a small yeah. world, but it was just like a little nightclub that was had stuff stylized after Morrowind with Dagother as the bartender. That sounds pretty damn cool. It was cool. Did you actually. find Morrowind avatars? No, unfortunately, I and I looked. Uh, uh, I even searched worlds for a second later because I really wanted a Dagother avatar, but I couldn't find one quickly. I like a Cassius model. I don't yeah, want you to have a Cassius model. <laughs> played some Pavlov. Well, we played Pavlov before. Uh, mostly they did, you know, different maps, Trouble in Terrorist Town. Uh, there was some cool maps. So there was one where we were like uh, little bedroom tiny map? people in a bedroom. Yeah. Little small soldiers thing going on. Yeah, there was a story. giant human on the bed. Well, and it was just really creepy. Doing stuff to his face. Like a cyborg. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he was like face. yawning and like turning in the bed, I think, and like moving a little bit. But it, it was the way it, yeah, it just was very un, uncanny. Did it have the same um, modeling fidelity as Andy from the first Toy Story? Yes, it really yeah, reminded me of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then... I don't know when this exactly happened, but 
or even why, actually. I, I, I really don't know. I didn't look too much into it. But Evolve, uh, the beloved game we all know and love. Oh, fuck. Um, I forgot about that. They opened up the ability or just just peer to peer connection, uh, you know, to play the game. But it, uh, a lot of us downloaded it again, and uh, yeah, we, we messed around on it for a little bit, and it was pretty fun. Uh, I don't have so much to say. Do you sorry? Did you say this is new content or no? No, 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 no new no, old no. content. The story of Evolve. They took it all. They took it down. Right? Uh, it went free to play, and then they just took both. That's what I down. thought. Well, I think yes. they just they stopped uh, Support. supporting servers. Well, they stopped support, and then yeah, they, they just dropped servers. But now you can peer to peer connect. Uh, so you can like, I mean, you can search for games with like randos, or you know, we just had enough to play with our own crew. Um. Yeah, I mean it was it was same game, still fun. I'd never played Evolve, even uh, though I for some I owned the game, but I, I'm certain I never played it because I don't think that this game showed up in your Steam library unless you already owned it. It is still delisted on Steam. Um hmm. but uh I had a lot of fun with it. It was great. Uh it's a shame Are that you, this game didn't take off the part ground. Of the group? Yeah, yeah I don't remember moment. what the issue was when it came out. I remember, John, you were a big fan of the game. Yeah, it's a great like... game. It was just monetized. Just hor- I mean, it's not a perfect game, but it, no, it was a solid game. It was just monetized as shit, and people were like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah, that's right. It is funny to look back on what their plans were for that. They they intended Evolve to be like a huge, uh, you know, breadwinning Multi-year franchise game. for them. Yeah, yeah exactly. dude. They tried to be see- they tried to siege it before siege yep i mean it's definitely a tough game to balance i mean you know if you just have a you know kurt was playing with the monster although he was so they you know as part of like the whoever uh, we're not supporting the game anymore they just unlock all the monsters for everybody um so everything's unlocked you have like unlimited coins or whatever to like unlock your perks and stuff uh and Kurt always picked like the there's like there's a monster side and then there's like another selection that's just like the monsters but better so there's like a Goliath and there's like a glacial Goliath and I, fucking Kurt picked like the the better ones every goddamn time. Whoa! <laughs> and, and just no stomped way. us. Well, yeah, I know. It's right? funny because I was memeing uh, that he was doing that, but he really was doing that. He was doing that, and I whatever it's, it was fine, but uh. Yeah, I mean, I think a big part of that game is depending on, you know, whether the the matchmaking has enough players to put you with players of your skill, because, well, we still had fun just playing the five of us, even if we did lose in the first round. It's much less fun when you're playing, like, a rando or something. Um, oh, sure. You gotta be coordinating all the time. Oh, uh, definitely, definitely. I can see, you know, not just the monetization is why the game didn't do great, but but what's there is, I mean, it definitely had potential. Even what's there now is still really fun to play. I can see sort it's of like... It's a shame that it went that way. The game, it, it does seem a bit inaccessible to, uh, you know, the average small brain gamer. Because there's a lot of layers to it. It, it seemed pretty in-depth. Like, you pick, oh, you, you pick, you pick your, your role, and then your role has like 10 different characters. And each one of those characters has like a different ability. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you know, generally they'll be doing the same thing, but how they do it is different. Right. Uh, and the tutorial, yeah, it only covers the one assault guy, and it doesn't even—I'm not—it doesn't even cover it like that greatly. Uh, 
know, there's definitely some things that the tutorial misses. Um, like one of them, you know, a lot of times you're in your jetpack uh, and it has a certain amount of fuel. The game doesn't tell you that if you're out of fuel, or even if you are out of fuel, and you're next to like, um, you know, a building or a wall, and you hold spacebar, you know, you'll ascend that that obstacle just very slowly. And that's really useful if you're like getting like smacked around by the monster and you just need to get away. But it's things like that in the game. The game you know. does sort of tell you that actually. Uh, I got it as a tool tip, and maybe it's because I'm a new player. But what it told uh, me, yeah, tool tip. But that's- it told me to go up and hit space to climb the mountain. It did not tell me that that works, even if I don't have fuel, which is what you told me. I got you. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, yeah. it could definitely improve its messaging and, like, new player onboarding. For sure. Um, And then lastly... Oh, sorry. Before you move off of all, just oh, yeah. last thing I wanted to say. Uh, I Overall, it's definitely a game I want to keep installed for when we have exactly five of us around who also have it. <laughs> installed you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah i mean even if it was four of us and we just join yeah, like sure, a random game sure. and a random monster little rando kill us dominate us absolutely yeah uh yeah, i got it I, I would check that out oh nice nice yeah for sure uh but lastly uh me and greg just played sea of thieves over the weekend they were having like a double gold event oh fuck i completely forgot about that can I interject real quick? Everybody, I'm Pirate Legend now. Yes, nice. yes. No need to applause. Yeah, dude. Thank you. Like right. Jack the Sparrow? Uh, I took the cap. I took my Captain John. I told him, hey, I want to be Captain now. And he said, okay. Look at me. And that was that. That was it. Uh, All right. I mean, it's still a fun game. Season 7. We do seasons now. It's just like their content drops. Tomorrow. Uh, starts tomorrow. That should be fun. Uh, that's another game that's... While it is fun, I mean, it's just like... Every time I play it... Or every time like an update comes out... You know, while they are good updates, it's like, man... Why was that, this in the base? Or at least half of it should have been in the, the base game. Uh, you know, this new update is called the Captaincy Update. Which, I mean, if you do read up on the game... This was the very first planned update... When it came out like three or four years ago. Uh... But I guess they had a lot of back-end issues that they had to fix first, and then they just kind of dropped it for a while. Um, yeah, this update allows you to, quote-unquote, be a captain. You know, normally when you start your game, you just start it, you pick your ship type, then you spawn into the world, and you just have this, like, blank ship that you have to then go to, like, the ship person and put your skins on it. Um, and then this update allows you to pay a fee you have a permanent ship so that you know when you're logging on you pick whatever ship you want to go out and it's you know has all the skins and whatnot and, and layout they're adding customizations like the inside um that you had previously in your session you know and it's like that's cool that's that's nice and you can name your boat now and it's like that's also cool but like those are crazily basic things like a, a consistent ship and naming it and it's just getting into the game like four years later. Yeah, that's really surprising. Um, I mean, I'm glad, you know, it is. Uh, and, and it's just, I mean, there's a few other things besides that, but it's just stuff like that. It's like, man, it's so strange. Can you, sh- can you say what your ship is named or is it not suitable for a podcast? Uh, we haven't I'm thought gonna, of names yet. What I'm going to call it the Tasty Worm. Oh, the Tasty dude. Worm. Nice. <laughs> 
Well, me she, and yeah, Alex will love that. I think that's what called it because you can name you know because you can buy uh, different size ships. You know, the sloop, the brigantine, or the galleon. I think I'm gonna call the the brigantine that. Okay. Um. Yeah, so that's comes out tomorrow. I, I I can't actually. I mean, no, never mind. So there are there is information what season eight is, uh, and it sounds a lot cooler. But I mean, that's not going to be for another three or four months. You might as well just wait for Skull and Bones. Come on, man. Just Dude. yeah, that, that, yeah. You know what? Prediction that game flops hard. <laughs> flops like a. Fish. I think yeah, probably right. Most likely. I think so, but we'll see. Uh, we say as next year we're going to be like, yeah, game we'll see, dude. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. see. This is the pirate game I wanted. Yeah, so that's uh, Sea of Thieves. We got to get a, we got to get Andy out on the ocean one of these days. Yeah, I've talked yeah. mad shit about the game, and I, but I just recently have uh, started. Uh, I, I think it's because I played a lot of Stardew Valley, right? And I've kind of been itching for my next like mindless, but not too mindless game. I think Sea of Thieves might. It could be that it could be on that. Also, because I've been doing a lot of single player stuff recently, and it's a good excuse to play games with you guys more. Like, just do more multiplayer stuff. I want to do that more. Don't do it, Andy. Yeah. You're gonna go overboard, and it'll be registered as an accident. Oh God! No, we're a fine crew. <laughs> They're gonna put me in They're the break for my first people. six hours of play. I think. Yeah, they, that's what they do. No, they they put Correct. you in the brig and they throw up on you. Right? That's what you did to <laughs> me. I didn't like that. Well, yeah, and like being uh, part of the crew. Yeah, that's just part of the crew, man. Get a little rash. Part of the shit. Part of the crew. Fucked up initiation. A new tradition I'm trying to do is oh, every time we're about to quit the game, we lock the captain in the brig, then we scuttle the ship so it fills with water. <laughs> <laughs> that's just what briny bros do. <laughs> briny bros. Oh uh, yeah, so that's that's, uh, that's it for me. Just a bunch of old games that just playing again. Not as old as Day Six. All right, cool. No, maybe if you add them all up, though. Hey, that's all right. Still, Backwards. Uh, still more than Vito. Yeah. It's not a contest. Yeah. News. 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 A month-long near automata, automata mystery. Sorry, turns out to be a hoax oh, by no, three modders. Oh, it is automata. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. To exhibit new open source modding tools. So I kind of started hearing about this like halfway through the story, which was the best time to Me jump too. in. Um, you know, I, I haven't played near uh, and I won't bore you with like the details. But the point is, is that the mystery starts where someone who basically types and posts like they're a, a somewhat clueless teenager, like they, they, they were just like, hey, I'm just trying to get through my game. Can you help me out? Uh, also, and t- possibly ESL. <laughs> right. Yes. Possibly not like somebody who knows English as a first language. Right. So um, they post this video of them getting to this inside this church that has never been accessed before by anybody else as a, hey, uh, I can get in here, but my friend can't. Do you know why? And right. Uh, Anyway, people pretty quickly first figured out that this has never been done before. You know, they got a little bit more evidence from the kid who, like, proved that, like, he wasn't just bullshitting. He was really there. Um, and uh, the general tenor was th- this this can't be a hoax 
Because if this is a hoax, then whoever did this hoax must have more powerful modding tools than anybody else. Uh, and long story yeah, short, modders themselves were saying that. Yeah, modders themselves were saying that. And, and long story short, this uh, culminated into a stream where the modders who did pull off this hoax revealed their modding tools, how they did it, uh, and uh, basically promised to release the tools uh, as well as the specific mod soon. So it was it was a great boon to the near modding community. Um, it was basically just uh, this team had worked on a, a new way to mod the game that opens up a lot of possibilities. That is such a sick marketing tactic. Yeah, I love it. for unseen modding tools. But marketing, you know, it, it's more just like a, I don't know, like a celebration of sorts because it's not like they're, they're getting any money out of this, I don't think. Maybe maybe they are. Maybe right. they have a Patreon somewhere. I guess I don't know that. Um, they are. But, I believe the three guys are like known modders. Like even I think they were even part of the modding people that were contacted and to, said, to like, like corroborate you know, it. Yeah. If these tools are, if this really is modding, then it's you know stuff we've never that unprecedented to this point, which is like a cheeky way of they were just kind of like feeding it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Modding is cool. Developers should uh, support mods, modding more. Well, see like the cool controversy. Mods. The controversy, Not I guess, mods. comes in with the fact that during the hoax portion, you know, there was tons of speculation flying about, and because all the modders were saying that this was impossible to do with mods, uh, that was fueling the speculation that it was somehow marketing towards you know, a sequel to near automata automata. Jeez. No, I'm doing it. Uh, near automata or that it's some kind of like spinoff thing or that it's some, some sort of, uh, ARG like thing from Yoko Taro or somebody, uh, official, you know? And, and in fact, people asked Yoko Taro and other, like the producer and whatever, like, Hey, what's the deal with this? Is this real? And they were kind of like, again, cheekily, avoiding the topic like we don't talk about stuff in our games you know uh maybe this is real and <laughs> that of course is just like further fuel on the fire uh so when it when it comes out that it is a hoax after all you know some people are of course upset that it was nothing official and that this is just mods so it's like i can i can i can totally see that i can see the disappointment for people who love this game, which there are a lot of people who do being like, you know, this was, this led me on a bit and now it's, it's, it's cool, but it's not, you know, for me necessarily, or it's not, you know, it's, it's for other people in the community, which is great, but it would have been amazing if it was something big, something real. Yeah, for sure. Very cool. that was but for the most part, it, it comes off as like, yeah, a, uh, kind of a net positive for the community and it revitalized what was i believe a uh kind of a a failing community you know a flailing community in that it was a little bit dead before this happened okay, so a community it's like, waiting for for uh, a stimulant exactly yeah like you know these are fans revitalizing other fans which is cool pour to some see. coffee into the machine <laughs> Greg, I want you to click on the Hello. link in the docket. To I already did, for and I have while. comments. Okay, so this is a game. This is a new game published by Annapurna Interactive, coming out 
in 2024. Uh, looks like a survival horror dinosaur thing. So cool. Down for it immediately. I watched the trailer while uh, while you were going over the first uh, thing with Nier. Uh, it looks cool. Uh, I w- the thing is, I have an issue with on the video. It says the Lost Wild is coming soon to Steam, and I'm like, dude, that's fucking cool. Coming soon. Uh, 2024 is not coming soon, dog. Ooh. That is like two years. Um, what the fuck does that mean, dog? Well, uh, it's a relative term, you know, soon in the course of your life. Maybe the marketing, the I could be the marketing guy, if you question, would be like, oh, no, sorry, we didn't mean being released. We meant our Steam store page is coming soon. <laughs> oh, okay, got it. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, I wish listed it because, you know, I think I have a, a simple brain that just likes dinosaurs and will buy anything with dinosaurs on it. We know. We know you, bud. Yeah. Looks it does look cool. Looks cool, dog. Looks cool. Co-op? Nope. I don't think. No. Single player. <laughs> uh, that's you wouldn't feel head. the dino horror in co-op. Dude, there's a game I kickstarted that is uh, basically like that, but it is co-op. Oh. Called Death Ground. Death Ground. Pretty cool. Death Ground. All right. Minecraft? Minecraft? Uh, mm. Mojang has told its players, we appreciate and value your feedback, but also, we aren't changing anything. Just kidding, bud. We don't. So, <laughs> Flyas, you might be more in tune to me. I know a little bit about this, but this uh, is about the latest release of um, Minecraft. Uh, what was uh, yes. the changes that people hate that they aren't wanting to change back? Uh, uh, there's a, a new report thing, right? Yeah, yeah there's, there's a, a new player reporting system. Um, let me let me find it. Like, okay, uh, it was implemented as part of the 1.19.1 update. It allows players on both private and Mojang hosted multiplayer servers to flag inappropriate messages in chat for review by Mojang investigators potentially resulting in suspensions and bans for players that violate Minecraft's community guidelines, even on self-hosted servers. So this is a network-wide punishment for uh, apparently being reviewed and found to be in violation of Mojang's guidelines. Anywhere, any server. And so you can get banned from all multiplayer Minecraft on your account. And possibly IP. I don't. I don't know if it's IP. IP man will be obliterated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really. I, I don't see people. Just don't talk. I guess don't say shit in. Uh, don't talk shit in the voice chat or the text chat. Well, of course, exploded. That's the surface but, you level know, reading. Yeah, there will be. There of course will be people who abuse it. Oh but, yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah, fans are worried that the system will result in player bans for messages taken out of context. And more oh, yeah. broadly, that it gives Definitely. Microsoft too much power to dictate the content or discussions of its platforms. Yeah, it's a slippery slope. Um, and it's, you know, people raise questions of how can they possibly have human oversight for for the deluge of reports and reviews that they have to do. You know, like, there's no way that they're going to be able to s- satisfactorily 
review things with the nuance and care. Like even Mojang saying like, oh, you know, we trained our staff to be able to review this stuff with that nuance. It's like, I don't believe you is basically yeah, what that's the what they saying. say. And then at the start, like, yeah, that's what they'll do. But then that shit gets botted out. And yes. usually people just get exploded. It sounds impossible in the first place. And it's it's only going to slide in quality as time goes on. And it's just, yeah, it's exploitable. There's going to be reports all over the place is what, you know, the community is afraid of. Uh, and rightfully so. And uh, the punishment is way too harsh, way too severe. And basically, the the what it boils down to is, why are you getting in our shit, you know, 11 years or 10 years into this game's life cycle? Why now are you suddenly interjecting your guidelines into every corner of the game that has been working pretty well to this point. And the reason is, as people speculate, Microsoft. And Mojang is being, of course, very, very cagey and and pretty silent about why this was being done, whose idea this was, uh, why they won't, you know, they, they say it'll take feedback, why they're just adamant about uh, implementing this change. Uh, they don't want to communicate those details. And the community is is pretty upset about that. Almost unanimously against it. Just I saying mean, don't just don't do it. <laughs> like I this is it kind of rings back to the VR chat story a little bit, though. I feel I feel maybe a bit more confident on this one that I this system sucks, but they're gonna have to have an automatic system, right? Like again. I was thinking about while you're describing this, like this is a game that was made by a man named Notch who had a specific vision of a game he wanted to make that uh, based on games that he played that he really enjoyed. Right. And then it released and became a totally different, huge thing. And then, and then it existed for like 10 years after that. Like eventually it's not going to make sense for them to parse all these reports anymore, you know? Right. Like just oh yeah, inevitably it'll backslide into automation. Yeah, so logistically, I don't know. I I feel for the Minecraft players, and it certainly just speaks to insanity that you can that you may in fact be banned from your own self-hosted server. But still, yeah, I, people are afraid that they're going to be self-hosting servers that are technically public, and someone's just going to drop in and start blasting people with their ports and they're going to get banned from their own private servers that previously they had the full capacity to moderate themselves. And so as so like as such impose their own set of values on their private Minecraft server. <laughs> I mean, won't this just now like kind of like spur like a, a black net of like Minecraft servers that are somehow not That's on the other thing. Mojang's official network. Absolutely. People are saying left or right, like, you know, my friends used to, or my friends have uh, pirated Minecraft to this point, you know, <laughs> because they didn't want to be part of the ecosystem. And now I'm going to have to do it because, like, this, I, I can't be beholden to this messed up, possibly corrupt system, you know, this system that I don't agree with. And so pirating actually does get around, pirating the game does actually remove you from that player reporting ecosystem. So uh, once again, people who sail the high seas win. (laughs) 
Oh. And crack the game, of course. Maybe that's part of their... <laughs> well, hey, if people hate it too much, they'll just go to the black net. I don't know. Are you saying they Mojang wants that or Microsoft wants that? Maybe not that they necessarily want that, but that they've considered it and they're okay with it. Oh, that is like a like a legitimate alternate avenue for people. Yeah. They're like, well, yeah. people do that anyway, so yeah, we can implement this. <laughs> that would be darkly humorous. Plus, this next story is all you. This is definitely something you're going to be a lot more into than me. Oh, okay. Um, the uh, the Steam thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, there are just some new rules for what they call graphical asset capsules, which is just a a fancy name for the like Steam banners and stuff like that. Banner for games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, graphical assets for you know your game on the store page and whatnot on Steam. Uh, they're just they're modifying those a bit because they've seen uh. A lot of, like, like a what would you call it? Like a trend, yeah, a trend Very of loud, uh, confusing, messy banners with a lot of uh, superfluous information that doesn't necessarily, um, cluttered with award logos, ratings that are distracting, hard to read, distract from the title. Uh, they can include include review scores that are no longer accurate. Uh, they also see that in most cases, this additional text on assets is presented in English language. So you're isolating some of the Steam audience that doesn't speak English, etc. There's a bunch of reasons why you don't want to have people adding like their fucking internet review scores and awards to the and like all their accolades and stuff like that. Uh, and this has apparently been a, a problematic trend, which I've, I've totally seen. We've all seen this. So they are um, cracking down on that. Uh, content on base graphical asset capsules limited to game artwork, the game name, and any official subtitle. No review scores, no award names, no discount marketing copy, no text or imagery promoting a different product, no other miscellaneous text. Uh, and there are some more like, um, you, you got to like localize any text. Um, the only additional stuff must be describing new content, etc. And uh, yeah, I think this is actually a straight up good move. <laughs> I don't see how there's really any negative or downside to this. Yeah, I don't think I personally like been bothered by any particular. I've never thought about banner. it before, honestly. Yeah, but I can't see how it's not a good move. Um, my favorite part of the story, please correct me if I'm wrong. I hope I'm right. All of these banners in the article in the steam announcement are fake games, right? They I tried look looking fake, them up. So many, games I, I tried I looking know. them up and none of them came up. Okay. I, maybe I don't want to, maybe they are, maybe they didn't want to call you uh, like guitar billionaire and all that guitar, guitar. Yeah. Those are all, <laughs> those are all fake. They're all from, uh, the last, uh, steam sale thing. Uh, they were, it was like an event where you had to find fake games in the list from oh. the future. Oh yeah. The consecration the consecration of Estma. Esme. <laughs> most likely to likely to win the most awards category. It's probably fine. From Award Prognostica Prognosticators 2022. That's a fun reuse it's, of that. Custard it's probably Castle, fine seems like court. it would be a real game. I That's like good. that one. It's probably Bass fine. Seems Bass like saying new, bite uh, in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> These are great. 
Yeah. That was my favorite part of that article. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't understand how that September works, 1st. that last Steam uh, event. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to bother with it. But thanks for clarifying that, Greg. Game snob, hey, man, Steam no inspector. <laughs> Wait, hang on, John and Flask. On one of these, yeah. uh, I see that one of these games won the uh, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan Ventilator Sales and Marketing Award. Oh, shit. <laughs> Ventilator oh, Sales and Marketing. That's their biggest award, Michigan. That's that's it's also like an extra joke because nobody lives in the UP. Yeah, right. Oh, no one wow. that's, a, no one that's like an inside Michigan joke. Strap yourself in, friends. This one's going to be wild. Uh, after spending $90 million on the Batgirl movie, completing it, having it edited and all that, uh, Warner Brothers has decided to shelve it entirely. We will never see it. This is based on Crazy. response to uh, test screenings, which were apparently really, really bad. See, that's what they say, right? But there's a variety article that says it might be due to like taxes, tax reasons. Oh, really? Yeah, the second article, the second link there is to an article. Um, uh, where's the relevant information? I I've heard a few different things. I've heard yeah, it's a bad movie. I've heard tax stuff. I've also heard that you know because Michael Keaton was supposed to be Batman in this movie, um, it's heavily intertwined with the Flash movie and with that guy being a complete psychopath. They don't know if they want to still do the Flash movies. And yet they haven't uh, announced the canning of that movie. No, no. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing that under the right circumstances, a producer could make more money with a flop than he could with a hit. Yeah, several sources say we'll almost <laughs> certainly take a tax write down on both, fil- both films, as in uh, Batgirl and the Scoob sequel, which are both canceled now, that they'll take a tax write down on those. Seen internally as the most financially sound way to recoup the costs, at least on an accountant's ledger. It could justify that by chalking it up to a post-merger change of strategy, which is basically what they're, I mean, what everyone's, you know, saying anyway. Uh, so, yeah, it, I, you know, I would just speculate based on, like, reality that it's probably due to the reasons you were saying, Andy, that like test screenings were probably bad or there was some negativity surrounding the product that translated into it is more, you know, financially sound to take to can it and make it a tax write off. Basically, (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised that that was the progression. Oh, but uh, hey, and go ahead. No, just. Yeah, the 90 million figure is bonkers. It was in the can and the canned it. Um, the funny thing is, they've been canceling a bunch of stuff recently. Uh, you can, I, I don't know if there's a good like article with a list of this stuff, but um, since the, uh, the, this, the acquisition of Warner Bros. by Discovery, which made Warner Bros. Discovery an entity. Um, they've been canceling stuff left and right, like shows and, and upcoming movies and stuff like that. Uh, but even though that list of canceled stuff just keeps getting bigger and bigger, I don't think it's necessarily all bad moves. I think there are some things on like who really wanted to watch a wonder twins movie 
that was one of the things that was canceled. So there's some stuff on there that's like, I'm okay with it not seeing the light of day, but they just need to follow all of that with something better, especially the stuff that I think, you know, like people like us could see ourselves caring about, which I am not convinced will happen based on the fact that those companies now being run by a discovery guy, a discovery CEO. Um, and the thing that's really crazy is the rumor that they could merge HBO max into discovery plus which would just be absolute lunacy. I mean, it's got to be the other way around, if anything. But Jesus, can you imagine oh, yeah. making like t- doing away with HBO Max to put it under the umbrella of Discovery Plus? Oh, my God. Right, well, you're telling me that I could watch Barry and Ancient Aliens on the same platform? <laughs> Oh, yeah, but man, put bro. put the discoveries, put ancient aliens under Barry. Like, put, put I mean, into the, I could see it catalog. though, right? Like, HBO has so much content in the way of like documentaries and like the type of things that would also work on Discovery. You know what I mean? Right. It would not be shocking if they merged the two things. I'm just saying, getting rid of HBO Max, which is like one of the top streaming services, I feel to like put it make it a part of something else, a component would be a bad move. I, I say HBO Max is the best streaming service. And I think if you did a poll of like what people felt like gave them the biggest value for their dollar, I think most people would right. agree. You know what I mean? Yeah, value, quality. So yeah. that I alone makes me right. think that like they would not do away with the HBO Max branding, if anything, you know. But I don't know. I mean, colossally stupid. I, I don't know because Discovery might be huge for boomers. I, I don't know anything about that demographic. Or how much money they pull in, but like, you know, I don't either. The huge apparently game. enough to buy Warner Brothers. Yeah, apparently. Peacemaker season two is still on though, fans. Don't worry. James Gunn just wanted everybody to know. Few. Nice. We're almost done. Diablo Immortal. Whale. Can't get PvP <gasps> matches after spending a hundred thousand dollars upgrading their character. We were kind of riffing on this last night. It's like a Twilight Zone episode, right? Like you <laughs> I wanna be the very best at this game. Is that your wish? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> But I had yeah, power now. I was the best. Yes, that's right. You are the best. No one can no, challenge no you. Now all you can yes. do is read people talk about how good you are, and you can't play the game. <laughs> no, dude. I mean, it's gross. Hundred grand picture. If you ever spent on any game, a um, man with too deep a pocket. Yeah, no, shame you should on get shares. If you spend that much money, you should be a fucking shareholder. That is <laughs> insane. You should be able to ask money. about F Zero. This Diablo Immortal yeah, Whale will find quickly out of water. <laughs> nice. Thank you. I liked that. Yeah. Now I just want to have Rod Sterling deliver that story. Uh, Me too. Greg, do the next, next story. Yeah. Tony said to Brazil, Call of Duty is bussing. I don't know what that meant, but Microsoft said to New Zealand, Activision Blizzard is cringe. 
those are two different stories. I need someone to ex- actually explain this story to me. I just put them together because they are really funny in, in juxtaposition. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to say that part, Andy. You can do the boring news part. <laughs> that part made me... I actually muted my mic. I started laughing so hard. I don't know why I fucking killed me. Uh, so, following Microsoft's proposed acquisition of uh, Blizzard, uh, Sony stated that, uh, uh, what was this, to an investor or something? Uh, oh, this was a question to the Brazilian government, uh, that Call of Duty uh, being bought by Microsoft could inspire users to switch to Xbox. Basically, they, they, they revealed they're terrified of this idea. <laughs> right. Obviously. It's hard to it's hard to read how much of this is like, oh fuck, oh fuck, and how much of this is just like, you know, corp typical corporate fucking with your competitor in lawsuits type thing. Hmm. Uh yeah, that is a good point. They could just be kind of building a story here. Meanwhile, yes. now that's in Brazil. Meanwhile, if we go jump across over to the Lord of the Rings, um, Microsoft defended. Activision Blizzard buyout by saying the company doesn't make or by saying the company don't make any must have games. Okay, first off, wrecked. <laughs> they're pretty pretty good got them. They're like pretty they're like nagging the company they're trying to buy. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh wait, they make they make games. Which games do they make? Like they don't even know what game they're playing. Like oh, which games? Oh, you make games too? That's so cool. I mean, their their point is have I heard valid. of any like. <laughs> They could probably demonstrate that, like, th- through some statistics that uh, Call of Duty doesn't move consoles is what they're trying to say. You know what I mean? Like, or at least doesn't move co- consoles to the degree that uh, is being overstated. That, I, or at least that's Microsoft's argument. I think not that like I think they the make Microsoft shitty one games. Is, right, the Microsoft one I think is much more clearly like what you were saying about the corporate like sort of talking around it speak where you have to kind of say a certain thing to get to achieve the result you want. Yeah. They want, you know, they're not actually saying that Activision Blizzard doesn't make good games or something, but that they're trying to establish that Call of Duty isn't some kind of like um monolith. Yeah, isn't even some kind of is. monolith that would be yeah. <laughs> even though it is clearly and Sony is terrified. I'm going to I got to survey for all the gamers here would any of you pay $45 for a skin in uh, Blizzard's Overwatch 2 nope I gotta think about that for a few don't worry um, I'm leaning towards no Blizzard said that uh, the survey doesn't indicate final pricing so you may or may not have to pay that you may pay more Uh. (laughs) yeah it sounds a little fishy because their statement was that it was a randomized number in the survey, but like, why would why would you just put a random number? Yeah, why would you? Yeah, like that just seems usually you're insane. trying to get information. You're yeah. trying to specify what info. You know, it, it's probably random in the sense that like they have six categories, right? Like they probably have like five, ten, twenty, forty, sixty, and then it's randomized who gets what question. So it's like a dis- it's like a dishonest way of answering the question without actually saying anything. You know what I mean? Right. Even consider. I mean, I think 
And you know, about- keep keep in mind, I have no idea how much work goes into a skin. I think ten dollars should be the max. Oh, ten dollars! I, 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 I mean, I'm talking for like, yeah, a, like I a top I quality, like with effects and stuff. Ten dollars should be like the max in a sense that, like, in in my ideal world, I might read an article about it because a game decided put a, right. a ten dollars skin, but maybe it's just that good. You know what I mean? That's the way I right. see it. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's as is it asking for a f- one skin for forty five dollars? Would that be acceptable, or is it saying like, would you spend forty five dollars on premium skins? That's uh, a good question. I don't. I'm curious about, bu- about bundle options or just trying to get a. They're trying to price their skins in a way that, I don't know. They figure you'll spend forty five dollars lifetime. Either way, it's fucking lame. Right. Yeah, I agree. They're doing, they're doing right. some market research trying to get. Figure out how much they can gouge people for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, last story of the evening. Warhammer 40k Dark Tide has seen yet another delay. Um, I think this game may have even been originally uh, slated to release in 2021 then spring 22, then September 22, and now to November 22. Um, but hang on. They're doing a series of beta tests over the next coming months, so sign up for that. Yeah, I think they had maybe an, an earlier beta or something because, um, you know, they're saying that uh, the reason is the reason they're delaying is because they've gotten feedback uh, and you know they're just gonna make take time to improve what is the thing improve stability, performance, and mature key systems. Uh, I like the use of mature key systems. That's so I funny. did see. I think um, sometime in one of those summer game festival things, summer game showcases. Yeah. I think they did have a like, preview of this, and I, I mean I heard good things. Um. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what this just two months is going to be about. Yeah, I'm not. It's a relatively small delay, you know. Seems like yeah. tuning. A lot of delays, not a great sign, but I think all of us here are, you know, we like delays. I like delays. It's happening like, constantly. I like delays in exactly this situation where they had a beta test, players responded, and they said, all right, we're just not going to release the game when we thought we could because we, we have to fix this shit uh, before it gets out there. Like that—that's the best reason for a delay. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, and I hope it's know, good. I'm excited about this one. This is just another game that's been delayed multiple times. There's so many of those nowadays. But I think the reason for that is just they announce games too early. They they put like way too uh, tight expectations on games nowadays. Yeah, they'll announce them when the when they have the concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of it for sure. They just need not to do that, and they wouldn't have so many delays because there wouldn't be anything to delay to. I imagine the the COVID years have really, really, like, <laughs> stretched that out too, right? Because, uh, you know, everybody worked from home for, like, eight months or however long. Um, and then mm. even when people were coming back to the office, you were running into global supply chain issues. As somebody who works in a technical industry, we, we there's still major global supply chain issues. Yeah, there's 
the the incentive to like announce a game that's going to come out in five years was there in 2018. But then you have the pandemic years where like you also didn't get any work done and you still have this cycle where people are expecting updates and announcements. And sh- you know what I'm saying? Like True. You, you kind of like draw out like it seems like a small evil to announce a game and then release it three years later, but then a pandemic happens and all of a sudden it's going to take you seven years to release that game. I think that we're going to look back on these years in an interesting light um, a few years from now. And I think that we're going to find like not a whole lot got done. Well, I mean, maybe, you know, just the whole attitude needs to be adjusted. Like if you're, if you're saying that, you know, uh, that people are still operating under pre pandemic like mentality maybe they need to just adjust that and we will see an adjustment. i think so yeah well yeah as you just said we'll look back on these years and be like well people really were like not used to the system we've come to understand now i mean that that's how i rationalize silk song where that was i don't mm-hmm. i think hollow knight i mean it was created by a small team but it's not like they spent 10 years making it um and silk song promises to be not a whole lot more than hollow knight frankly like Kind of like the same game, different levels, some different mechanics, and yet it's taken so long to make. I, re- I really think it's like the pandemic that's eating into that. And so you get this thing now where um, people are like freaking out at any bit of Silk Song news because we just haven't heard anything <laughs> in so long. Well, I'm dated now by this summer because now we know it's coming out in the next year, but you see what I'm saying. And like we just talked about with Stray, sometimes it can actually be like perhaps a very positive thing when the game ultimately oh, yeah, releases sure. because there's been so much hype build up so i wonder if people are man i wonder if part of the attitude adjustment's going to be utilizing that like weaponizing delay hype and that i don't like that world honestly it's <laughs> a scary world i don't want that but i do feel bad for um when i see an update to a like a d- game that says oh we're going to experience delays or something like that in the pipeline and they say it's because of uh like you said, they say it's because of supply chain issues. You know, we're still suffering the effects and because they must be like, oh, God, we got to say this now. Like, I know it's been affecting other people, but now we got to say that to our loyal fans and customers and use that tired old excuse by this point. And it's like, I feel for those people who have to say that, even though it's true, they probably feel like it's a tired excuse at this point. Oh, I feel that. Well, anyway, uh, podcasters, please sign up for the Dark Tide beta so that uh, nobody has it. <laughs> Already done, boy. Okay. And, uh, Sponsored by the Emperor. We're not getting in it. Nobody's getting in And here. listeners out there. I'm going to get in it. Do me a favor and take care of yourselves over the next week while you wait for our next hot drop of podcasts where you'll hear a little bit more about Vito's Deus Ex, about John's... Uh, Fuck. I don't know, John. What do you do, John? Captaincy update. Captaincy update. That's that's, that's a good thing for John. You hear about Andy and Flask's escape simulator. That's going to be a big segment, and it's going to make Greg and Vito feel so damn small. I'm going to work at a uh, mortuary next week, so be prepared for that. Wait, what do we mean by that? Plague Tale? What do you mean? I'm going to work at a mortuary. No, I'm no. going to literally work at a mortuary. We had a little side combo <laughs> about uh We found uh we found a job in the city to work a mortuary. So Dude, nice. 
Hey, we'll hear about the night shift next week. Uh, you'll hear next week from me on uh, Hooked on You, a Dead by Daylight dating sim. <laughs> it was released, released today. Dude, they announced uh, Wesker uh, for you that will, game also. West thing, you will not hear next week an update on Vito and Greg's Escape Academy because they are terrified. <laughs> Oof, the call out. I'm terrified. It's just like, yeah, it's like asking like a fully formed adult to like do a coloring book. Like it's just, it's just too, too simple. Why? Too Why easy. do I got to do it, man? Why would I Why do you that? Don't like yeah, coloring? <laughs> you I'm just not like too good for colors. No. Don't make you it about black coloring. And white. Why are you making it about coloring, man? All right. Well, with the last word of the evening, I suppose I'll point it to uh, the color man himself. Vito. Collard man? Collar man. Everybody, thanks for listening. And have a, a, a wonderful morning, evening, night, even. Nancy Drew, what the fuck? And that's it.